Bulls to make it 28 to 3. Arthur Blank loving it. Up by 25. Tossed away. Welcome to another episode of the 28 to 3 podcast. This one, a very special episode. This is going to be our season review. We're going to go ahead and talk about some of our predictions for the 2023 season. Corey's got some uh, some great clips for us to listen to. A little bit of good, a <laughs> little bit of bad. Mainly bad, especially when we get to our fearless predictions. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think what we'll do is, Corey, why don't you start us off with... You want to start with the bad or the good? What are you feeling? I'm thinking we start with the bad. We just lean into it. Uh, so what I did, you know, did a little montage of our season preview episode. And, uh, you know, disclaimer, I, I tried to pick out the ones that stood out to be the best. So we'll run through uh, first our bad takes. And after we get through that, we'll run through our good takes. And then we'll get into our feelings. So, look, there might be some that y'all heard when y'all listened back through the preview that maybe i didn't include and if if that's the case then we'll we'll get into those after but uh this, this will be fun this will be fun it, it's kind of a little shocking some of them <laughs> yeah there there there's some good ones and i think we as a whole we did a pretty good job of um i guess giving a, an overview of what the season would be like but man we they don't call them fearless predictions for nothing that's right well, well clearly we were, we, we were bold we were overly optimistic of course but i think in a couple spots we really highlighted where the pitfalls could be and if those happened that they would cause big trouble for us and we were pretty spot on in some of those yeah um i think yeah we, we had some good ones we did no, some, there were some good ones we had some good ones i think they were shockingly bad and shockingly good at the same time uh so why don't we you want to roll into the to the bad ones play the clip you call it man dealer's choice all right let's play the clip stand by Okay, so here we go. Bad takes. This this quarterback room is is rock solid. It's as good as any QB room in the league oh. at this point. You know, you got to. But overall, great QB room. It, it, it's, you know, much better than it's been in recent years. I'm extremely optimistic about Carr. So, yeah, I'm excited. Ouch. Optimistically, I think Thomas is going to play. You know, 14 plus games. I think he gets back to Ooh, 14 um, games. A factor. <laughs> I think people are underestimating Williams. Williams was among running backs the 10th leading rusher. This, this was a take in a split back system. <laughs> he was not the only back in that system. Swift got plenty of run in Detroit. In that split back system, he was 10th in the league in rushing. Uh, Colin Saunders. You know, Nathan Shepard, I think both great signings. Oof, you know, upgrades. Great signings. They're upgrades. Yeah. You know, we both, all said upgrades. Do you think he is the lead? <laughs> Meanwhile, Anyamata looked fantastic this year Snap. with Atlanta. Yeah, I, I think after the year's all said and done, I think Colin Saunders has the most snaps at D-tackle in a game. No fucking <laughs> way. As, as long as he stays healthy. I think Brzee's a close second. Um, what? I mean, I'm not saying that it's that like Colin Saunders is going to like greatly outweigh Brzee. I think they're going to be pretty, pretty neck and neck. But... I think that but all I'm saying is that you can't say the dude pulled off a few spin moves in a Texans preseason game and therefore he should get the most snaps on defense. You were really mad at him. Saying, I, but that's what I, a lot of people were saying. I didn't like those I'm saying moves. he's the best player. I'm saying he's the best player too. He has absolutely the best potential. You're right about him being potentially Come on, come Jones. on, come on. I'm not saying potential. And you let me know if you're backing me up on this. I'm going to tell you right now 
Brian Brzee is the best defensive lineman on this team. I mean, that could be a good take. take. Man, I'm excited because if you guys will remember after the uh, draft. Oh, we know. I talked about the possibility of Lou Headley and Blake (laughs) Gruden. I think actually I mentioned the other kicker. uh, We talked about this last week. We actually all said we would love to see Hartley go and go with Groupie. Hartley. We agreed. Not Hartley. (laughs) Sorry. Yes, yes, I'm losing my mind tonight. But anyway, we're all happy that Lutz got traded. We saved the salary cap room. All things being equal, Groupie and Lutz look the same in the preseason. We got the cheaper guy. Fair take. Henley, yeah, Gillikin, honestly, they were both kind of bad in the preseason. Good take. But yeah, that's from a good what take. the uh, Saints special teams coordinator was saying about the different styles of kicks that Headley brings to the table. Well, we tried to back him up. Net, the net out. The net, yeah. He so throw well, He was bottom five in the, the league, guys. He was bottom five. <laughs> and it's, it's still the same net as Gillikin who hits line drives. Exactly. Basically. All right, so that was the bad takes. Well, let me say now, this. Are so, there any other bad takes that you want to talk about that maybe were not included in that? Um, yeah, and I think it's included in the good take montage, but oh, yeah. the, uh, the Andrus Pete yeah. discussion that we had. I put that in good because y'all roasted okay, me Okay, so we'll, correct, we'll get into that. We'll, we'll right get into that one Y'all later. correctly roasted me on that one. Yeah, and look, those weren't as bad as I was expecting them to be. Yeah. You know, we, I think we all listened to the, uh, the the season preview episode again over the last few days. And those were like the take some notes. positional Positional takes. breakdowns. Because when we get into our fear list, that's when... Yeah, yeah, that's where it gets bad. But, <laughs> well, let's talk about a couple of them. Well, what were you going to say, Max? Well, hold on. Yeah, yeah. So that... Honestly, they weren't that bad. You know, there was that was more in the middle, yeah. I think, on a lot of them. Because there was some good with a little bit of bad. Sure. You know, talking about the uh, the field goal kickers and uh, the punters and all that. I mean, look, I preface it with they both were bad in the preseason. Right. And to that point, I was getting ready to say, it's not like we had a bunch of options at punter. We had two guys yeah. in the building, and they were both terrible in the preseason. Um I don't think any of us really cared. We exactly. thought it was cool yeah. because he looked cool. And, and when we, <laughs> we wanted to save the money. Yeah. Right. Yeah. For, for Lutz, we for definitely Lutz. wanted yeah. to save the money. And um, we were indifferent to the punters. N- none of us were like brooding with confidence about either right. one. Right. And let's let's just say uh, I, I was the biggest critic of Groupie, probably of the three of us. Um, every time we needed something, it seemed like he failed. He missed just some painful kicks to miss in games that really affected games this year. The two twenty-nine yarders were pretty rough. Those are rough. The one in Green Bay is really rough. To, you know, the Houston game missing. T- I think it was Houston. Was it Houston or Houston? Right? He missed two. I think and, so. And but overall, his whole year as a whole is not terrible. So maybe we didn't make a mistake. Maybe this was a rookie situation. That's what we can hope. Lutz was making a lot of money for a for a kicker, yeah, and he was not performing million, so. to that four to five million dollar price tag. So. We'll see next. We'll see next year and into the future how that works out, and and maybe it's okay. But you know, yeah. And let me say this to to back up your point: if he doesn't miss those two twenty nine yard field goals, I would feel great about Groupie right now, given how he did the yeah. rest of the season. I'm look. I, I get it. He's well, he going to miss some ki- from thirty to thirty nine. Right. And- he's going to miss some kicks, and that one in Green Bay. That one. That one was a killer. Obviously, yeah. as we watched Green Bay go to the uh, second round of the playoffs. Yeah. But and almost almost win last night. Yeah. Honestly. <laughs> yeah. Think. Think about it. This when we were talking about the margins. Max and I were texting about this yesterday. Margins in the NFL. We're up seventeen nothing. Offense is humming just fine in that game. Defense is dominating the Packers. Car yep. goes down. Jameis legitimately cannot get a first down for five drives. We just punt it they, back, punt it back, punt it back. They beat us. But the defense caved in that game, too. They did. But they were on the field the entire second half. I agree. They did. They gave up the two touchdowns back-to-back. That was really bad. That was where um, there some chinks in the armor started getting exposed yeah, yeah. in the defense. But uh, you, leave a, you leave a defense on the field for an entire half, and then uh, you know time of possession flipped, everything went, and the momentum. When you can't even get three plays, more than three plays to rest in between series— the defense is going to be affected by that. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm not making excuses for them, they definitely gave up that lead. But we had a kick still to win it. Jameis actually got the drive together at the end of the game, yeah. kept to potentially win it, yeah. and he missed it. So that, that really hurts. That is the game that decided that we were not division winners, we're yep. not in the playoffs, not playing a home That's game. What it all came down to. It comes down to that little bit. Yep. In a game we were dominating, and cars, ribs, and you know, to be determined whether that injury that – Corey was very pissed about the way Gary drove him into the ground. I'm still pissed about it. That was dirty. Carr was, was dirty. bad for a month after that. <laughs> that was Carr's worst yeah, stretch was yeah. the month well, after that. Well, that's why I was pissed. I was like, yeah. hey, he fucked us up. He did. Well, to echo your point, I think that's why – I know this is definitely a reason why Nick is giving Carr the benefit of the doubt, and it's also why I'm starting to come around to it. Mm-hmm. I really do think it was effective. Carr gritted out an injury that probably should have sidelined him. Mm-hmm. And he, he, you know, his performance suffered because of it. So I, that, that, is, that yeah. gives me reason for optimism because I think he started to come back around from that injury for the last, you know, couple of games of the season. And that's where you start, started to see him have a really effective performance week in and week yeah, out. Yeah, maybe it's for a different episode, but I don't know that optimism is going to be used in the same sentence for me with Carr uh, after what we saw this year. But it could have been, you're right, it could have been that. One I, that I think it's of, fair to say you're not optimistic, but that – you don't think that's our biggest problem. And there was a He's big, not our biggest problem. There was a big contingent of Saints fans that thought this was because of Carr. There still is. And and there still is, right. Always will uh, be. I, I do believe he was injured. There is no way for us to tell. And I'm not saying next year because he's not injured, he's thrown for 30 touchdowns and, and still only throws eight picks and has... Because he still has his tendencies. Right. That, yeah. Yeah. And he is not a perfect quarterback, but... I, yeah, I didn't expect him to be. I don't think either of you guys did either. I think you thought the fit was good, just like I did, that he could excel. Yeah, he did not. The offensive line, you know, some of the uh, we didn't get into the takes. We'll do that on the good with Andrew Speed. We'll talk yeah. more about the offensive yeah. line. But. Yeah, well, let me say this. So the one, the one, I guess, bad take that jumped out, and it's it's one that we all shared, even though I think only one of us was on the clip, was talking about Jamal Williams. Yeah, you know, Nick, we were I think all. Nick went hardest. I was, the the, I was the least optimistic about it. We all thought it was good. We, we all yeah. thought it was a good yeah. signing. Yeah. Like, I mean, it was going to be an Ingram, Kamara kind of tandem. Yeah, but man, it it <laughs> I'm that tell went you, south. The, yeah, and part of it injury. Obviously, he got hurt right out of the gate. He never got two, going. Two point nine. I, and I he wonder, was terrible. I, I um, wonder how much credence you know we put to some of the comments that the players were making after the Atlanta play where they were like, this dude just did everything that was asked of him. One of the guys, I believe, even said like he was like a glorified fullback for a lot of the year. That was when Apprentice got cut for a few weeks, and they had to play Jamal. Yeah, so yeah. part of me wonders like if, if his— He did that in Green Bay too, by the way. If his, he played fullback with Aaron Jones quite a bit. But, yeah. but Green Bay wasn't our reference when he was coming in. Detroit his Detroit usage right. was our reference. So I wonder I'm just saying if from a strategic his lack of performance this year was the way that he was— forced to play it's obviously a mix of both because when he did get the rock it wasn't like he was popping four yards of carry or anything uh far from it far from it far from it dude this is the worst running back room in the entire league yes it is it is um ak combination of contract performance and offensive worse than the texans and the ravens yes yes it's way worse than that okay then what Running back room? Yeah. The Ravens just tried out Dalvin Cook yesterday is like their fourth well, running back. Gus right? Edwards has 13 touchdowns. Well, there's, there's, yeah. <laughs> there's the running this? backs and there's the O-line. Right. You know, like, no, I mean, it's obviously it's a combination, a but our running back room right now, I don't have any hope in anyone other than Kendra right now. Right. That, that's where our He's hope is. He's the only is. reason right. for optimism right now is Kendra. We all love AK. AK is not the same AK, so we have to build a running back room with that in mind. Yeah. There is a role for him to be very effective, I think, still, for maybe a year or two more. I don't know. Yeah. I, I mean, think he's hit worst, a little bit of that wall like as the 32nd running back room. That's bold. 
No, it's not. Go Tell me the numbers. <laughs> I'm just going. Let's hey, look at the numbers. Up. And again, offensive I mean, line. Well, they're offensive line match. Here, here's your numbers: 694 yards for AK, 3.9. Jamal, 306, 2.9. Kendra 156, 3.8. A lot of well, people thought that looked better. No. That was 3.8. None of our um, running backs hit four, and that's bad. That's it. I'll that's all of that. our running backs. I know. You know how many yards that is? 1156 but running I mean, back rushing yards. I is, can tell you that is. Kamara had, had how many receiving yards? Well, we're not, but we're not talking about he that. He had uh, 466. Well, running backs do both. Yeah, they do. 466. Only a 6-2 average, which I think is a career low. Only one touchdown. Yeah, his average was terrible. Um, and then you had uh, Kendra had that one long play uh, earlier in the year. Yeah. He ended up with 117. Jamal had 62. I'm not fighting not all that they're, they're close to the bottom. I mean, I, no, I don't know. They, if they are the bottom. Okay. Okay. Well, okay. Well, so, let's, let's, 3.5 average total for your running backs is very, No, very that's bad. terrible. Yeah. I agree. I agree with that. Well, let's, <laughs> let's do this. So we played the bad takes. So now why don't we go ahead and yeah. we'll go position group by position group on the offense. Then we'll crank out the good takes, and then we can do position by position group on the defense. How does that sound? That's, yeah. All right, cool. So uh, last time for the season preview episode, I started us off. So we're going to go ahead and flip the script today. Corey, why don't you start us? Okay. I'll go second, and then Nick can bring it bring it home. All right. So let's so, start with quarterbacks. <clears throat> I mean, I think we just had a pretty good discussion on both quarterbacks and running backs, so I'll keep it pretty brief. Give, I mean, give, us, give us a letter grade, and then just yeah. – QB, I mean, I, I got to go C+. Plus. Um, c, c, I don't know if C or C-plus matters, but it, it wasn't it wasn't good. I don't think it was good the whole year. I mean, I know Carr's numbers at the end of the year didn't look bad. Uh, you know, 68% completion percentage, good touchdown to interception ratio, and he, he, he played a lot better at the end of the year. But for me, it's less about like, okay, what were his numbers over the course of a game? What were his numbers over the course of a season? It was, it was like, you know, again, like timeliness, the consistency was not there from Carr this year. And when Jameis came in, it, it wasn't good. So it was like, Carr's your best QB in that room. And he performed, you know, as a whole, I think like to a C, C plus. If you look at the end of the year, you could maybe bump that up to a B, but I, that's that's my letter grade on that. Okay, I'll go ahead and go. Um, I do agree with your general premise. I think it was a C in that yeah. C range overall for the whole season. Now, I will say if you're going to go ahead and uh, factor in, or I guess give him a little grading curve based on the last <laughs> you know five or six weeks. If you, you regraded his paper. <laughs> if, yeah, if you regraded his paper after you know, week 16, 17, you'd probably bump Carr up to a B, B plus. Just yeah, like it, he, if he, he went and appealed to the professor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I have done that before, and it does work. It, yeah, yeah. But um, I, I'm with you. I'm going to go ahead and say for the whole season, it was a C. Um, you know, Jameis was an absolute train wreck, and anyone who wants to keep him around because of the whole last play against Atlanta thing, I mean, they can just shut the fuck up. Because <laughs> Jameis... It was completely ineffective every time he had to come in. And yeah. just think if he comes in and has an effective second half against the Packers, we're yeah. probably in the playoffs. If he just comes in and does a Teddy Bridgewater, then if he gets it's not an field issue. goals. If he yeah. gets us in field goal range, out of the five drives, just gets us in field goal Just range. anything. Just yeah. get points. A couple any of first downs. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'll go as far as to say if he gets us in the field goal range prior to that last drive, it's almost over because you turned it into that two-score. Two right. Yeah. yeah. It, it would have been very difficult for them to overcome that. Agree. But, and Corey was a tale of two 
two halves, basically, even though, you know, the, the back half was a little bit smaller sample size. Um, he started off slow, and as he's been prone to do in a new offensive system, and he has had to learn new offensive systems multiple times in his career. Um, but he did show improvement in the second half. You know, he threw three touchdowns in a row, like, what, four or five straight games? No, not that many. I think it was three straight Three touchdowns in yeah. a game? I think he did it three. Okay. Well, I can I, check. I'll check. check. Check and see. I think it was four. Um, I know, obviously, one of them was garbage time against the Rams, and, you know, that was a complete ass kicking. But at the same point, yeah. he did play better on the back half of the year. So I don't think – I think the pessimism needs to calm down a little bit, you know, as far as, as, as Derek Carr is concerned. I think he is far from being our worst problem. He's not the singular – It was three out of the last four. Three out of the last four? Okay. I mean, and, there's and a lot of games where That's he, the only ones of the season, to be fair, where he had three. Yeah. He had over two – um, four more times. So he had over seven games. He had over two, two, two or more touchdowns. Yeah. So uh, to me, I'm I'm more optimistic on Carr going into the 2024 season right now than I think I was a month, month and a half ago. Um, and he is by far, he's nowhere near being our number one problem. But yeah, no, Nick, I agree. Nick, I agree. What are your not, thoughts on the room? He, um, that's the room as i said in the preview i had not a lot of faith in the room i did in him obviously maybe more than y'all maybe the same i think max went heavier on the prediction but i think i probably liked Carr more than max yeah. even even with that being the case as a player um i don't think he elevated the team i'll say that yeah. like the, the way that's, i thought he could that's a fact he had some really bad performances there's no doubt but i don't think they were as expansive as was reflected by most of the fans i think this is a hard thing, and, and I know I keep going back to it. When you watch Drew Brees' whole career, and you watch a 16-game season, and there's one where you're like, man, Drew didn't have it today. It's like one a year at most. That's the difference between that guy and these type of guys. And it doesn't mean Carr's a bad, but he's going to have more than one bad game. And, okay, He's going to have three or four games where you're like, man, Carr did not get it done Well, today. and the other difference is that when a guy like Carr doesn't have it, it looks a hell of a lot worse and is a hell of a lot worse than a, when a guy like Breeze doesn't have it. Well, I mean, Breeze had a five-pick game in Atlanta, yeah. right? Like, I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> but, but like, I don't disagree. A Breeze bad game is a lot better than a Carr bad game. The, 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 the biggest point is that they're far rarer, okay? Yeah. Even yeah. And this is not about, this is not about, you know, there's like four or five guys in the league that don't have that, okay? Right. They are right. impossible to find. There, you know, one comes along every five years that is that level player. You almost have to like luck into, right. into that. So the the things where I really liked the prospect of Carr, for me, I feel he delivered pretty well, and uh, that is completing short passes, um, not making a bunch of mistakes. I sent Max. Um, I don't remember what metric this was, but he was rated as the least mistake prone quarterback in the league, which takes into account sacks interceptions fumbles like hmm. like minimizing the poor plays that yeah. impact drives that, that end drives i felt he did a great job of that he was dealing with a pretty bad offensive line he was not among the lead leaders of being sacked he helped that offensive line out he did get the ball out for the most part he was only sacked 31 times you know drew was so good he'd only get sacked 20 a season again different different skill set but he did a very good job of not getting sacked on an offensive line that could not block a fifth rusher the entire year Okay, Um, so I give him a bunch of props for that. Um, Where he takes the big hit for me is he was inconsistent, right, up and down. And then, you know, I think there were probably four games where you can list him as one of the primary reasons we didn't win that game. And that's, you know, 20 20 plus percent of the season. I'd like to see that more around two 
a year if you if you're really going to give him a high grade. So for me, it's a low B grade for him overall. I want I, I'm not giving him a pass for the injury, but I do believe he was injured in that Green Bay game. And you know, in that Green Bay game, he was playing great in the first half. He had 100 yards of touchdown. We had driven down, gotten two touchdowns and a field goal out of four drives. Everything was looking great. Um, yeah. Then he comes out, you know, we, we throttle New England, but he had 180 yards. We didn't really throw the ball. He comes out against Houston, started terrible. Came back uh, when they relaxed their defense a little bit. I think they thought they had it, even though it got really close at the end. Yeah. Um, he just didn't look great. And then came out slow in Jacksonville as well. Yeah, he and didn't look the same. In Indy, you started to see a turn, right? Okay, Carr looks good in Indy. Looks great. Uh, Chicago, then Minnesota, he looks terrible, right? <laughs> yeah. So like, you're like, okay, maybe it was the injury. Then he has that Minnesota game, and you're like, and gets injured again, and leaves right. the game again. Same type of concussion, ribs, whatever it is. So uh, you don't get a pass for playing injured. If you choose to play injured, you have to perform. So yeah. that's his call. If he thinks he's good enough to go, he's got to go do a better job than he did after those injuries. That's yeah. the bottom line. Otherwise, you need to, you know, I'm all for the warrior mentality. I love it. I, I'd be the same way. I'm going to go give it a go. Yep. My team needs me. But if you can't perform, but if, you're hurting if the team. If it's hurting the team, yeah. Right. Yeah, and honestly, that's a that's a really good summary, I think. Yeah. I think uh, we both probably agree with that. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't have any critiques on that at all. Um, let's move on to running back. Corey, what you got? <laughs> go ahead and tell us about the legend of Jamal Williams, Pikachu. Oh, and man. And he's just going to be yeah. an elevated Mark Ingram. He was a great fullback. Um, yeah I mean obviously this group underperformed this year I think their underperformance though I'll I'll still say it's less about the talent of each of our individual running backs and more about the deficiencies of our O-line just not being able to open up stuff now I know that there was a point a few games where you know we were seeming like we were getting four yards a pop uh, at times and then that just kind of went away so th- the running ba- the running back performance overall it to me it's like the quarterbacks c c plus um you know it, it's just tough because like i'm still a believer in camara uh i think williams was not properly used all year you know we there were so many games where we didn't even give it to him at the goal line uh didn't even give it a shot and uh but yeah, I think overall, just the group just didn't, they didn't do what you needed to. There was no solid, I mean, no one had over, no one had a 20 yard run this year. Uh, <laughs> you know, it was, so C, C plus is, is where I'm going with that. <laughs> All right. Well, that's more optimistic than me. They are getting a D minus. Okay. Almost called it an F plus. But Kendra's <laughs> performance in week 18 against the Falcons bumped it up because now yeah. I have hope. For him going forward, if he can stay healthy. And look, that's what we talked about in the season preview. I know I referenced it saying his injury is a concern and, you know, hopefully yeah. it doesn't impact him. And it did impact him this whole year. Um, but what he showed in week 18 against the Falcons, you know, that gave me a yeah, lot he, of optimism. Yeah, juice. Um, he has juice. Now, Camaro's juice is, is it, it's, it's expired. <laughs> a little bit, you know. The expiration date is is very clear on There's, the uh, uh, on the label. He's got he's the with pulp. Yeah, um, <laughs> Jamal Williams. That shit's rancid. It's it's past expired. Yeah. I'm not making look. He's 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 a great character. We all want to root for him. He's a fun guy. You know, he's a quirky personality that fits in perfectly in this city. But the dude was fucking terrible this year. 
Like two point nine a carry is disgusting. Like he needs to be on the first. He needs to be one of the first cuts this off season. Cause the guys, what is he? Twenty eight, twenty nine. You know, yeah, not, they're not getting any younger. Yeah. Same as AK. By yeah, the way. same as AK. To be fair. Um, yeah. And this is what I was talking about. You know, I think they're both twenty nine next year. I think yeah. they're both twenty eight. So we had the uh, that discussion, the great Kendra Miller debate. Yeah. I, I forgot it was probably in September. Um, but my point still stands. Like the 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 ideal was for him to take. Either the primary Russian position or the number it. to shift into that starter yeah. by the end of the season. And look, it, it, we, we got the explosive performance out of him in that last game that I thought that we knew he was capable of. Yeah. And I feel so much better now. I still think we do need to invest a fourth or a fifth round pick in Real a running quick, back. Who do you think had our longest run of the year? Running back. Not Taysom. Okay. <laughs> yeah, well, Taysom. <laughs> uh, I think Jamal, actually. I think, didn't he crack off like a 17 or an 18 yarder? Cracked off a 17. Yeah. But 18. Kendra had an 18. I think it was Kendra. Tony Jones had a 19. Oh, oh it was Tony Jones. I heard <laughs> right. someone said that. I was like, it was Tony Jones. Yeah. All right. Well, you know what? Take away Tony Jones is what do you have? Two touchdowns? Two touchdowns. Take away his two touchdowns? <laughs> Fuck it. The grade is F plus. Yeah. I'm going there. But back to my point, we need to draft another running back. And look, it can be a fourth or a fifth round guy. I'm not advocating for us to pick a running back in the first round or the second round or even the third. Never do that. Just get someone who has some fucking juice. Someone effective. That Just yeah. somebody with some, you know, a young guy which, who's fast. Yeah. And can pop it. It's still a mix for me. We need better talent, yes, but we got to figure out a way to consistently run run block because that wasn't there. I think we absolutely need a re- – I mean, you got two 29-year-old running backs. Yeah. yeah. That's not okay in this NFL. And no one's doing that. Nobody. Nobody. Right. So um, I – whether Jamal just hit an absolute clip – Jamal was good last year, period. There's no yeah. mistaking it. Um, you watch – The year before, not last year. All right. Yeah. I, I'm okay. still in this year because gotcha. we're in the playoffs. Okay. But, um, you know, they replace him with David Montgomery – much younger. That's what people are doing. Yeah. Okay. Dave Montgomery's three or four years younger. They re they yeah. reshuffled it. They're like, hey, another three million dollar guy. Bring him in. We, he can yeah. do what you want. That's what we need to do. Um, I I am shocked his season was this bad. Um, I'll give him credit. He started injured. He got he was nicked up all year too. Another case. He was trying to play through it, um, but he wasn't good. It didn't look yeah. good. Um, the one thing. I think AK is the biggest debate here, and um, he's all three of one of our. I think all three of us. He made the top five Saints ever for all of us, or yeah. maybe it was six for one of us. But um, we love the guy. But when you're watching, and if you if you've watched him his whole career, and you're watching some of these runs, these are runs he got before mm-hmm. that he's not. The ones in particular, there were a few on a stretch play stretch to plays. the goal line, yeah. and he he was never fast. Max is right; he, he's not that type of running back. But he got that corner, and he got. He, the he's end an zone. efficient runner, like he, right, he, yeah. smart, smart is yeah. one of the smartest guys we've ever had. Um, love. He wasn't getting there even when it was blocked correctly. Yeah. Um, he used to he used to pop big plays regularly, not not break away eighty yard runs. <laughs> we already but, had the home run versus yeah. big play debate. <laughs> so uh, he, but he made he has not made a big play in years. Like like what I would a thirty yard play. He has one in the last three years. I think is what when we researched this talk. There there's a little bit missing from the old AK. Here's the problem. He's paid as the old AK. Yeah. He's paid like Christian McCaffrey and Derrick Henry and Saquon Barkley. He's paid like those guys. So you've got all this capital in him, and he's not that anymore. He is someone I definitely want here next year. I want him in the mix. 
we just have to understand that when we're building out that room, like Max said, we need if it's Kendra, but Kendra was hurt all year. Yeah. Let's let's put that in context too. We always talk about that. He was not available. He played less than half the season. Yeah. Um, he had the, the knee injury. So we need to figure out a way to reduce what's expected of AK because I don't think he has that level in him anymore. I think that's gone. As an incredible veteran who in the past game, and he still has his shiftiness. That yeah. that little bit, if you give him a little yeah. room to, to beat a guy and, get a, and get make a play, he's going to do that. Give him more of a niche role. Yep. Still a great route runner. You know, get a, get him in, you know, he had what? I know his average was way down this year, but he still had 75 catches this year. Um, I think we need to lean more into that 75 catch reins and take him away from the 15 carry a game guy and find a way to do that quickly. Turn him into the Larry Centers. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. So uh, this is a very bad situation going forward just because of the age of the room. It's, well, also look at the contract of Jamal Williams. He's making $4 million a year. Yeah. That's unacceptable. Yeah, it is. Um, but we can get out of that, right? So is it this year we can get out? or I think it's next year. Next year. You could probably do it after uh, June 1st. And look, maybe he comes back and, and uh, it really was injury-related. That also might be a reason they were using him at fullback where he didn't have his explosion and they they just, you know. Yeah, I mean. I, no one knows. But yeah. it wasn't good. I can tell you that. No, and it, it I was wasn't. way wrong on it. And uh, so, you know, maybe we're stuck with him and AK next year. Um and like I said, I want AK. If there was an out on Jamal, I'd be okay with that. If if he's still around, Max is right. We got to spend a mid round pick and hope we hit something that can change the dynamic of that room a little bit. Yeah. And then you just hope Kendra's healthy. So for me, I'm gonna say D minus. It's it's about as bad as it can be. Yeah, yeah. We definitely need help in that and, room. And looking at uh, Jamal's contract, it looks like they could make him a June first cut and save seven hundred thousand on the cap. That's not much, though. It's still so, you're so it'll depend bit. what happens but, in the offseason so and what could, they yeah, can find. We yep. could get rid of him without dead money. No, there's going to be dead money. Oh, okay, I was about to say <laughs> dead money. Corey, we don't get usual. rid of anyone yeah. without dead money. I was about money. to say that, when you said save, are we really going to well, save or on the year the net? Yeah, but yeah. it's 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 a small amount. All right, let's move on to wide receivers. This time, though, let's keep the wide receiver group separate from the tight ends. Let's just go wide okay. receivers. So, what you got? Um, gosh, you know. This one's tough. Uh, Real quick, why don't we do for wide receiver, because I think it matters here, as uh, this year performance and your outlook performance. Like, okay. how we did and how you think it projects to next year. Because for me, it's two vastly different things. Um, meaning, uh, obviously, I'm going to be a little negative on well, how Hold on, hold on. You go first. Go okay, first. I'll go first. Yeah, you, y'all, y'all can spin yeah, yeah. So, for this year, I think every hope I had for this group missed. Okay. Every, every single one, except for maybe Shahid. Um, and why I say that, what I wanted to happen this year, last year, Olave had 1,000 yards, four touchdowns. I'm like, okay, can he make it that leap to that 1,400-yard receiver, seven, eight touchdowns, have a couple, break a couple long ones, right? Yeah. He didn't. He, for me, was about the same guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, I think we know now for sure that he's not the contested catch guy. He's an incredible talent. Um his I love watching him run routes. He is open. Then you see the Rams game where he runs these perfect routes and then just drops a couple in his hands, like lock, lack of focus just for a yeah. second. And so you're like, I wanted to – my main thing, I think we talked about this, was I wanted to see him make that jump to what a lot of Saints fans think he already is, a Pro Bowl-type receiver. Not an All-Pro, just wanted to see him get into that group of like what Brandon Ayuk did this year or um, – what's another good example? 
uh, young receiver jump. Nico Collins is a good example. Like make that I mean, make yeah, that jump. Both Texans guys. <laughs> yeah, both tank until he got hurt for sure. Yeah, um, but he's a rookie, so that's yeah. You're you know, like second year. Yeah, yeah. like I, I was just looking for something. A little jump. I don't think we saw a jump. We saw some spectacular catches, no right. doubt about it. Um, we saw games where he looked like he had made that jump, but then, like going back to the car thing, how many games did he have under thirty yards with you know getting targets but not making the plays? The, there, um, there were there were some bad drops. Yeah, yeah. And you know, <laughs> I think Carr's completion percentage to him was around sixty-two percent. I'd like to see that much higher. Um, he got 138 targets. He got the opportunities. We we built the offense to get him opportunities. I wanted to see that jump. I don't think I saw it. I think I see very similar player to what I saw last year. Yeah. He played more games this year. I think two more games this year because he had the concussions last year. He missed one this year. I think he missed two or three last year. And if you break it out game by game, the numbers are identical. So that was a disappointment for me. Um, Michael Thomas, obviously huge disappointment. Once again, injured. You yep. have to take that. This is not a fluke. This is four straight years. Michael Thomas is done on the Saints. If he's not, I think it's a mistake. You can't go back to the well. It's all lower leg yep. stuff. This is all back to that original injury. That's why he keeps re-injuring other parts. It's it's a shame what has happened. It's done, man. It's yeah. over. There's no basis from which to say like, oh, no, he'll, he'll be healthy this year. Like, I mean, I know right. you said that before the year, but. Yeah, I thought he was. I thought for sure. like, <laughs> but, that, but especially now. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's done. And, and we had to keep him because of the cap last year, and I thought it was the right move. He reduced the contract a little bit. That was smart. It didn't work again. Now you can get out, and it's time to get out. It's yeah. time to move on. Yeah. Um, Max's, Max's favorite, A.T. Perry. Um, we didn't see yeah. much other in the Jameis game, the great catch. Um the cross the body ridiculously dumb throw that he, <laughs> yeah. that he caught and God, unbelievable play god's plan throw yeah and uh you know he didn't contribute to me to this season really until the last you know he made a big impact the last two weeks yeah so it doesn't count for this year but if you're forward looking to next year that's a big difference you, you right. have to be pretty amped about what you saw from him when he got a chance only 246 yards did have the four touchdowns only 18 catches but if you're looking forward rather than what we did this year that's not a good year next year that number is going to look way bigger in my opinion um, yeah I, I think you have to go then you even get into and i know he's a free agent lynn bowden we all love to make fun of him he did some things where i wouldn't mind him being on the team i as like a, as a fan he was, i like him he was dependable and then yeah. even when we did go to him uh you know offensively yeah. as opposed to blocking he kind of the jet sweeps showed it, he could do it the couple games where he broke him. a couple of them I, I i want him on the team mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, then back to Shahid, who I said, I think he performed exactly where I think all of us kind of agreed. But I said, he's going to get he's not going to get a ton of opportunities. He got maybe a little more than I thought, but he ended up with 46, 7, 19 and 5. I think he made a couple contested catches for touchdowns where he actually fought for the ball when yeah. it wasn't just a, a street. You saw some things. You also saw some big mistakes, lining up off sides, um, some route yeah. running issues that were obvious. Um, so, But he did step forward, right? He took a step. There's no doubt. Yeah, no, Shahid stepped up, so I think. So next year, going into next year with Alave, Shahid, and um, A.T. Perry, you know, back in the old days, um, one of the things that was like a big, wide receiver thing was the third year jump for wide receivers sure okay that was a big thing now it's happening much sooner players are coming in a little more refined than maybe 10-15 years ago but that used to be the thing third year jump if you get a third year jump from Alave and Shahid and then AT starting to mix in that could really shape a a wide receiver room that we're not paying any of those guys 
Well, let's and, just go with that. Let's not even go sign. Let's not put any money in the receiver. Yeah, we let them go. Let's see what we have. The talent's I'm, there. I mean, and that's why to me it's a different discussion. I'll say this quickly, so, but like the new OC is going to matter right. a lot. Yeah, yeah. So I'll get my grades, and then y'all comment on that and say you know your your piece on it. But uh, for me this year, it was it was a C minus. Going into next year, if you give me today, and I'm talking about our wide receivers, yeah. I'm saying B plus. I'm optimistic as all hell because. We just need small jumps from a couple players, and they're all 25 and under. That's not a bad situation. I see uh, Shahid's all pro punt returner already. You know, Alave, just, you just want to see I, him finish what he can do. Yeah. So I'm going to give it a B plus going forward, even though I don't think this year was their best season. You know, and that's part yeah. because AT didn't get to play. Underperformed. Right. All right. No, and I'm going to go ahead and say I agree with about 99.9% <laughs> of what he said. Yeah, this so, is weird. I'm kind of like, I don't. Yeah, no, like, I mean, not with all of our, any issue with, with all of our <laughs> offline discussions about wide receivers, I figured it was going to be a lot different. You know what we would be thinking, but it's it's honestly exactly yeah. what I was thinking about it. You know, they did. They had some highs. They had some lows. There was a lot of inconsistency. I mean, it's pretty much exactly like he said. Um, looking yeah. into next, so I'm gonna go ahead and give them officially. A, I'm gonna give them a C. Okay. Um, I will say though, looking into next season, I agree with him. I'll I'll say a B plus. Is optimism, but I will say if and when Michael Thomas is officially off the team, mm-hmm. we have. I th- I still think we need another grinder possession. You know, yeah. yeah, like just a dog. And yeah, I mean, the, what a speculation that we pushed real hard to go get Hunter Renfro at the trade le- deadline this year. So I, I don't think, know if I call him a Michael Thomas. Replacement. I'm not calling him a Michael yeah. Thomas, but I'm just talking to somebody who works that short area. He's a of the true field, slot. He's like a, a true, true slot. slot. Yeah. Yeah, like if, if if Lance Moore could come back, it, yeah. you know, and that's that's kind of what Renfro looked like his first couple of years as a Lance Moore yeah. type. Um, I am going to go ahead and tell you right now. I think it's about a ninety five percent chance that we pick him up as a free agent this year. Yeah, it would it would make sense. I mean, it seemed like he had some some things to kind of work out with with uh, Vegas. Look, before, he's got a he, he could leave. He had there. a big contract. Yeah, yeah that's, a big that's contract. What I mean. like, but it he was does like have, he was being held hostage. He does have a good <laughs> relationship with Carr. Which right. We do need to have somebody and, else in the room. And the Saints are actively trying to become the Raiders. So yeah. there's that. But um, I, I do think we do, we do need to take another late round flyer like we did with At Perry this year. Yeah. You know, pick someone who who's big and fast and who you know for whatever reason fell in the draft. Because yeah, A.T. Perry, by all accounts, was supposed to be a second-round pick right. in that range, maybe even a late first, depending on how his season went, going yeah. into his last season at Wake Forest. Because I see A.T. Perry as kind of like the the tall, lanky build, who's definitely going to go up and high point. He's yeah. fast. But so like, I question. just want like a big receiver that like people are going to bounce off of. You know, just That's like, not him, but... It's not A.T. That's what I'm saying. Like Go, go get somebody else... That's just like well, you, physically imposing. Nick knows my guy, Keon Coleman, Florida State, they and get, it looks yep. like it yeah, looks like he's. Well, no, 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 no. It looks like he's trending to the um, second. Yeah, the second round, like our guy T. Higgins for the Bengals. Sure, T. Higgins ended up being the first pick of the second round. Yeah, should have been a first round pick. Well, the Bengals might be getting rid of him. Well, you can't. We can't pay him. I don't want to do that. But <laughs> I love you, him, but not on this. Yeah. Back to the original point, I think there's a real possibility Keon Coleman might be in that range of our second round pick. But that sure. being said, group as a whole, C, I think Nick hit the nail on the head on just about all of his analysis with that, so I'm not even going to try to yeah, say anything. I'm kind of in the same boat. Um, I'm thinking, I was liking that C-plus grade earlier, but I'm, I'm struggling to find a reason to add the plus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing I'll differ with y'all on, and it's not like that I think y'all's takes are bad on the outlook, 
It's just that for me, the outlook grade is a hell of a lot more complicated than putting the grade on the performance. Because I mean, is he the 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 they took the test? Their work is on the paper. We can give them a grade for last season. Outlook. There's so many different factors. Um, what what are we going to find out when the dust settles about Carr? Are we going to find out credible information that he was actually injured? Are we going to? Is it going to be more? I, that I he don't just, think that, that has he, anything to do with it. He's the guy that throws the receivers the ball. Yeah, but you so saw him out, throwing it to him in the in the back half of the year. But that's why the outlook is complicated. I mean, the biggest complication for the outlook grade is who the hell is going to be their coach. That is more okay. of a factor. That's um, true. And and so that's the biggest thing for me. It makes it hard to actually for me to put a grade. Well, hold on. Let me and correct me if I'm wrong. You, you were just saying it from where they are standpoint. Right, just them. That's all he's talking about. He's okay. not talking about How do you scheme. feel about this wide receiver room? Yeah, you know just from I mean? a talent like, standpoint. Because I agree with you as far as the success of the wide receiver yeah. room, you're yeah. 100% right. I, I agree with that, especially the coach. What kind of offense are we going to do? Are we going to utilize their skill set? Are we, right. Are they going to figure out us. how to communicate with their quarterback? Right. Of course, he's saying just look at the room yeah. itself I mean, I guess and how do you feel about that? Yeah, I guess B. I'm, yeah. I'm at B. Um, it's, it's hard to put an A yet. None of us but, did, to yeah. be fair. No, I'm not saying yeah. y'all did, but uh, yeah, okay. We're good, B. Okay. Uh, yep. What would you, anything you would change going forward next year? You know, we're, we're assuming the three of us at Thomas I is want gone. The, I want them just to put put AT on the field more. Yep. You know, it's just like like he his underperformance this year, if you want to call it that or call it a bad year, it, it was statistically low just because like they just refused to put him on the field. I right. mean, I get it. We just six round rookie. Right. Well, I, yeah, but it's like, but when they did. You know, it's kind of the whole thing with Penning. It's like, how do you expect the guy to develop if you're not going to give him plays? Obviously, he was shit. But he's got to understand but everything like, that's going on. You yeah, know that's I mean? different. That's man. hard. I that's think. different. Yeah. We, we don't know. We don't know. Guy. But I want to see him Me get, too. The, get the snaps next year. I agree, 100%. And honestly, he will by default if Thomas is yeah. gone because yeah. he's going to have to be the big bodied guy who right. makes a contested catch. He Shahid, Nick, Nick touched on it. Shahid made a few contested catches this year. Like, he yeah. puts the effort in. Olave yeah. on t- contested catches is non existent. Like he's just well, not getting them. And the d- other it depends. Part, like he makes the the freak catches every. That's now not and a then. contested catch. I'm talking but, about like going up and high yeah, pointing yeah. when the guy's right on right. you. And I'm not saying this has to do with Thomas. This is something we were kind of off there talking about. But I'm not saying it has to do with Thomas. But when he went down, the pass game did get better, and Carr was working with three no experience receivers. Yeah. Like, let's give a little bit of that as a challenging thing to do from the quarterback perspective. Uh, obviously, Alave is very polished. The other two are not. And that's what he was working with. And we started dealing. So, like, uh, that's where my optimism mainly comes from. If they're picking it up with Carr yeah. towards the end of the season and look that good, I know it was bad teams. You can make all the whatever you want. The thing is, we were a more efficient passing team after the Thomas injury with these very young guys with Carr working with them. Yeah. It looked better. Let's hope that that's because of all factors involved and not just one. But, you know, that was very optimistic to me. Yeah, and that's a great point. And you also have to remember, Rashid Shahid has missed both training camps in his two years yeah. in New Orleans. Yeah. So he sure. hasn't had the one-on-one reps to really get it. He was coming off an ACL, coming out yeah, of college. Yeah, his ceiling is, is astronomical. For him to put up 700 yards and be an all-pro as a returner, I mean, that is fucking yeah. fantastic considering the kid has not set foot in training camp in his first two years. Yeah. No, it's so, impressive, for sure. Um, all right, let's move on to tight end. Uh, Yeah, tight end. I'm trying to – let me think. You were loving Jimmy. Um, you, Preseason. You, no, yeah, in the beginning. So, oh, it, I, I'm struggling to figure out why I shouldn't give him a D plus. Yeah. To Cor- be Corey, just real quick to recap what you said, was 
the most dead on of the three of us with this. Yeah, he was not on the Juwan train yeah. at all. Yeah, he said he's not Waller. He'll have an okay year. I think that was basically yeah. the premise. Which he'll that be okay. Right. You that was right. I don't even know if it was an okay year. It was it was, <laughs> it was not it was an not, okay it, year. It, no. it was below it was what year. even I predicted lower than y'all, and the and the end performance was lower than that. Yeah, you and know. look, I'm still mad at myself because I was. Up Juwan's ass all 2022, saying the guy was like a second or a third tight end, and I let myself get influenced <laughs> by outside influences, yeah. and it, uh, it it got me off of my normal, well, you know, what I had in mind. I'll say this. The thing that drew me away from the heavy, heavily targeted tight end idea- Well, give me a grade first. What are you giving him? D plus. D plus, okay. Um, the thing that drew me away from the he- the heavy targets on tight end to begin with was when I looked at the seasons that Carr had in Vegas- Oakland when he had a, a good number one receiver or one and two, those guys were heavily targeted, like hundred catch guys, like ninety hundred catch guys. When the years that when Waller had his good years with Carr, he yeah he had Renfro, but uh, there wasn't like a far and away standout number one receiver for Carr to throw to with him. Uh, so. That's why I had that take. Now, that said, um, yeah, Jawan did not perform well. You know, Taysom had some some good-looking moments. I think you have to put him in the tight end room. But, uh, yeah, it, it just was not the, – the tight ends weren't a threat, uh, you know. And it, it's hard to see, like, really where they did well. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to go ahead. I think Jawan was a massive disappointment, you know, relative to what I ended up saying um, – he was going to do. He, uh, oh God, on the strength of Jimmy Graham's, what do you have, four touchdowns? Yeah, he had four. I'm going to give them a D minus. <laughs> and it was going to be an F. The Jimmy's was keeping you from the F. Jimmy's keeping me from the F. <laughs> you know, Foster. Just out of love? Yeah, Foster. Well, I mean, no, the four touchdowns. Four Just touchdowns show, on, what, five catches? Right. I guess. Like Eight catches, that, though, I know. I no, but show, showing that if he would have gotten 25 targets, you know, and maybe used in the red zone in, like, the other half of the games, maybe yeah. he ends up with seven or eight touchdowns. He could have had the nine, like He could have had the nine that Corey, Corey fearlessly predicted. Yeah. But um, I think Foster, you know, we, we know he's not a number one. He, he's, he's a number two. Yeah. He's, he's a good blocker. Solid wide receiver, although that drop was catastrophic, was, and that was the I mean, Texans that, game. That could have kept us, but it wasn't an NFC game, so right. No so uh, I think Foster, I'd give him like a C on it yeah. if I had to give individual grades. Jawan gets an F. Like I, he had one, he he drove me insane. <laughs> I, I want him off the team. I hate his contract. I don't like him. He was not a fucking number one tight end ever. We all got misled by it. It's uh, let him let him go do TikTok like he wants to do. Hey, but he had that catch in the Bucks game. That was a great catch. No, that was an amazing catch. So that, but, that doesn't give him a D minus. Okay, I'll give him a D minus. <laughs> well, well played, <laughs> Council. But we'll go ahead and give him yeah. a D minus for the strength of that amazing catch against the Bucks. Yeah. It was yeah something. Juwan. Great as a whole, I'm changing D minus. I don't. I think I said F at first. I'm gonna say D minus. Yeah, because seeing that Juwan catch is why you hate Juwan. Yes, <laughs> that's the ceiling. That's right? well. That's well said. Because you see that, you're like, oh, yeah, that's the guy. What other tight end is catching right. that? And this is forever. Call it. This is a forever a Saints thing. We hmm. see a guy that can do something freakish, and yeah. we think that makes a good football player. 
or or like a super impactful. Not that he's not a good football player. Or you, you just think that oh maybe he could do that again. No one in the league was giving him that contract. No one. Only the Saints given that contract to Juwan. It's like the meme. Nobody. The guy. Like, the yeah. Saints. I mean, this is this is <laughs> hundred million dollars. <laughs> it's like Max originally said, not when he got on the bandwagon. It's he's a number two receiver, very good receiver. He doesn't play tight end. He he's a very good receiver that can cause matchup problems. But he is not a starting tight end. Nor a starting uh, receiver. <laughs> right. No, and and seeing him disinterested in those games where, you know, I, I was texting one of the games, I believe he got benched, where because he was making just sticking one arm out at the ball. Not you know, I don't remember what game it was. It was the it was, Falcons game, I think. It might Wasn't have been it the first one? first one. Yeah. And you're like, dude, you just got paid. And you don't give a shit. Like, and, and that's what it felt like. Did uh, Joel think he looked heavier this year? He did. I, I wonder if he tried, either tried too hard to put on weight or well, got lazy. To be fair. I don't know. It he, wasn't moving the same. He came out of college as a 230-pound wide receiver. And he's trying. So he, he's put on probably 20, maybe 30 pounds. That's what I'm saying. But you have to if you're he, a tight end. You that's to. what I'm saying. Like, But I think in his efforts to, to try to put on weight, it was almost like he didn't look like himself out there. Like, like he's not comfortable no, look, with the bigger frame now. I don't Nick, know. Nick hit the nail on the head. In that, that play really is the reason why I don't like him. Because I know what he can do. And he had a couple of plays this year where I'm like, oh, f- holy shit. Where that's that? what an actual yeah. effective tight end can do. He yeah, had a, yeah that, that game, yeah. he was incredible. He was. Um, but what, but I think do you what think I said, that he had notes, an injury bug like, like Carr? Was the, wh- not anything wh- I saw, but maybe. That was holding uh, him back? It could. I mean, again, we'll never know. Yeah. Maybe. I, what I said before the end of the year, Corey was very definitive and like, I don't think that dude's the guy. So you kudos, get, you kudos get to all you, the, Corey. You get all I'll the take it. I'll that. take it. Doesn't my, happen often. So my I'll comment, it. looking at my notes, was Jawan is incredibly overpaid. Yeah. I said could be great or could be average. We don't know. I said anywhere from forty-five to eighty catches. He had thirty-seven. <laughs> so <laughs> your range was thirty-five catches. Yeah, but that was my whole point because we <laughs> don't you just know. don't know. Right. But I'm like, hey. and you see that catch, and you're like, that could be an eighty catch tight end. And could, guess what? Could be forty. Could be eighty. Yep. Could be anything. We don't know. And. He did not look like an inspired player. He finished with 368 yards. He had four touchdowns. I don't know, man. Like bad signing. Either way, even if he has, even if he improves next year, because we've got him next year. There's no doubt. I'm pretty sure based so on the last year of his deal. Oh, this was no the next one. Next one. Okay. So what, what did we give him? What was the? Uh, it was seven a year. But what was like two, the? It was only two. Years. It was two for fourteen. Yeah. I, I, it wasn't I just, good value. No. And I just don't think he would have got that in the open market. Last year at 508 yards, 42 catches. I, I just don't think there was going to be $7 million a year. It reminded me of signing Colby Fleener it, when we oh, did Oh, God. And I, and I was yelling oh, at Max. I haven't I'm thought like, about Fleener in a while. How did we just pay Fleener $7 million? What are we doing? And so, oh, man. We wanted so bad to manifest the the second coming of Jeremy Shockey and it just like never happened. Yeah. So this the performance for this year for this room is an F minus. I'm, I'm sticking with Max. <laughs> This is this is so bad, dude. And, and F minus 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 minus. The only way you take it out of F minus territory is if you're going to lump Taysom into the tight end room. That's yeah, the well, only way you do. And he did play. Uh, oh he, yeah, he did. He year. played some, he and he was and tight end. He was he was our most efficient pass catcher of non running backs, like completion percentage wise. I think Carr completed like eighty five percent of passes to Taysom, and he um, also had the highest yards per carry. He did. He led it, and the longest run, and, <laughs> and the most touchdowns. Well, hold on. Let's let's make a yeah. let's make a judgment here. Are we including Taysom in the tight end room? I am. So I'm gonna give it a D. If, um, it, if we're including Taysom, I'm bumping it to a D plus. It's almost a C minus because Taysom made plays in the receiving game this year, and we do yeah, need to. He did. He, he did. made contested catches for the first time ever. So because I don't think I don't we. 
There's no other position group. But let's let's look further down the line. Foster cost us a win. Foster cost us the playoffs potentially. Um, And we all love Foster. Yeah, Uh, he he cost us overtime, so we still have overtime. True. Uh, Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. We were dominating that game at that point, though. Right. We had taken control of the game. Um, and I mean, it couldn't have been a better throw. Uh, I love the guy, good player too. I'm not saying he's a bad player, but at the biggest moment in it time, he dropped. Should have been caught. It, it yeah. could have cost us the, all the way up to the playoffs, right? Because of that win, and it would have knocked Houston out of the playoffs, which is crazy. It directly resulted <laughs> in a loss, right? It, it did. I mean, yeah. you got to make that play. So when you're talking about overall tight end performance early in the season, Taysom had a couple of those passes. Y'all were mad. He was throwing that jump ball, which he later scored like two touchdowns on the same route, but. Was that bad? Uh, him throwing a jump ball? That, we threw a jump ball. He dropped no, it. You and I hands. were saying you don't throw that to Taysom. You don't throw it to Taysom. We were saying they should throw it to Foster and yeah. not Taysom. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which I still I, look. I'm still throwing that to Foster before I throw it. To and Taysom. then yeah, but, and then Foster's when I dropped it. But Taysom it, yeah. did catch two of those did, contested down the road. One on for a touchdown. One one on a deep ball. Yeah. But um, so I don't think the room performed. Period. And yeah. And you invested in the room. You went and got foster which i still i love foster being on this team just not just a bad moment for him yeah um i want to keep him Jawan did not even come close to performing the contract we didn't use jimmy enough not jimmy's fault he got some run late in the year in the red zone and did his job did it great um now he's leaving on a jet plane yep and good for him i i think he wanted to make this the i said it on the pod jimmy will be mostly a non-factor i think this was a coming home for jimmy you were right this, at the jimmy take on this is yeah. where he wanted to finish his career i love him for that because he went to all these other places and he says you know he says great things about pete carroll he says you know great things about aaron Rodgers and the Packers. all these things he's always been a very nice guy but where what did he want to do to end his career is come back here he wanted mm-hmm. to be a saint and and you know close that circle of his whole career because this is where he viewed as the most important spot in his career i'm glad he got four touchdowns i'm glad we got him in at the end of the year where it looked good and jimmy goes out on an awesome note and i hope it ends in the hall of fame i don't I know it if it will it's very close i think i think he should be in um but those, those four touchdowns this year could have actually helped his case he really did a little bit he's in the 90s. i mean did he get to 90 or was no, he in the 90s didn't he oh is he i thought i thought it was like right at i could be wrong but um agreed he's in the top five in every receiving category for a tight end he's been an all pro he's been a pro bowler he's done everything that i think um for the history of tight ends which are now the numbers are higher now so it's a little you know he's going to be judged by his era but we'll see um i'm just glad he got to come here i'm glad even though most of the fans are disappointed the year, it wasn't coming back to a three and 14 team or something like that just to come do something. Like, we were competitive to the last week at least, even though it didn't look the way any of us wanted. And he got the four touchdowns, 89 on the, on the career. Oh, damn. Yeah. All right, let's move on to offensive line. And then after we do the offensive line, we'll go ahead and play the uh, quote-unquote good. Yeah, it'll be like Thanks. a little bit of an uh, intermission. There we go. Because, <laughs> you know, rolling for uh, five fifty-five minutes here. Uh, so well, offensive line, what you got? Oh God, D. Um, only reason I'm not saying F is because they eventually figured out how to pass block, for the most part. Um, kept Carr pretty, pretty high and dry, but it's just again, it's kind of like with Carr, like the roller coaster of it is a reason to have a, a, a poor grade for me. Like, you know, not to say that if you were consistently bad, you would have a better grade. That's not what I'm saying. To be fair, but they were ranked in, I think, the bottom five in the league by most metrics that I looked at, multiple yeah, sites. They yeah. were ranked very low on the year. Yeah. And 
the biggest thing for me was the beginning of the year. You want to talk about like the Green Bay game costing us wins? I mean, if they had just been somewhat competent in protecting Carr in the beginning of the year, it could be a whole different season. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as the season goes on, turns out, well, they're only going to run block well at certain times. You know, like they're not going to be a consistently good run blocking team either. Um, and, and it's also a D because of like the, the underperformance. You know, we talked in the season preview uh, about the talent on this offensive line how they're all first-round draft picks. Um, you know, and, and we said it before, the argu- and you'll hear it in the good takes, that this line has to perform. They, this, The Saints' offense goes, and maybe even the season goes, as this offensive line goes. And if you want to and, – and I said it too. I was like, they just can't fuck it up. Well, they did. Okay? If you want to look to one position group that I think is responsible for our underperformance is this one. And so maybe I'm talking myself into an F. Shit, I don't know. <laughs> I wouldn't argue so, with you. So, uh, you know what? Yeah, I'm changing it. F. They failed. Uh, that's it. That's 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 fair. Um, obviously, the group as a whole underachieved pretty much the entire year. Um, we do have to give a shout out to Andrews Pete, though, for he he him coming yeah, in. Y'all predicted him to be a great guard. <laughs> No, we acknowledge that he was a great guard because look, for some reason you, you can't play left tackle effectively unless I, you're a great offensive look, lineman. I, I'm gonna look. You, you happy, Max? I'm gonna, I'm gonna eat my crow on Pete. Okay, there you go. Okay, he he he. Look, I can't. He did save the season. I can tell you that, and it, I can't it, fault him for anything this year. I think he. Yeah, and just for clarity, Corey is talking about something that you will hear in the clip in a few minutes. Yeah. <laughs> But um, no, I think overall it's it's in that F plus D minus range. You know, they they completely missed every expectation we had for them. Yeah. Um, you know, Hurst at this point, I think Hurst is just a body. You know, Pete, we're gonna have to re-sign <laughs> him just because he's he's shown he can be a viable left tackle as well as already being a viable left guard. Ramchek's knees. You know, if we if we did the outlook on grade on this one like we did wide receivers, this one stays around an effort. It's not the outlook's not good. Yeah, it is not like I'm terrified about offensive line. I mean, I'm good with McCoy on the outlook. I'm, I'm good, fine with McCoy. I'm good with Pete as the left tackle on the outlook. It's funny because one of my other uh, astounding, but that's takes also was, probably short term, right? On Pete, yeah. it's probably a short term fix. Where right, he's not gonna, a right. We're gonna have can't to guarantee that. how many years he can keep right. doing it. Uh, it's funny because. You know, before the year, I called it Harvey Dent offensive line. Yeah, and the, you had the wrong scarred upside. Yeah, it, Both I sides told you it flipped. <laughs> it flipped. Uh, so yeah, this whole group is just—it's a, a what the fuck position. It's a. It, it's, you know what? Actually, I'm, I'm giving them a firm F because it, of the pinning. It's the not way a the situation it's a, was handled. It's a WTF line. It's bad. Yeah. Here, so my take: uh, Ram did not perform poorly. Uh, it was not old Ram. It's not yeah, the it same was, dominant tackle. Okay, um, yeah, it's like poor for him, but overall for right. O lineman. Yeah. Without Pete, he was the best. In my opinion, he was the best. He was the most solid. Um, I, I know McCoy's getting a ton of praise for his season. All I'm going to tell you is, if you sent a fifth rusher in the gap of McCoy and Ruiz, they got home every time. I'm not saying it's his fault. Yeah. But he is the quarterback of the line, right? He's the center. He, you know, Carr's calling out protection. Uh, however, they work that, him and McCoy, you know, AK always jumps in on that too, calling out protection, calling out the mics, doing all He is a core, like, as far as what they're doing, he's the quarterback of the line. Yeah. And I'm telling you, that fifth rusher got home all the time, all year long. And maybe it's always Ruiz. I'm not saying it's McCoy. I'm just saying, why could we never fix that? 
and it was the same gap every team attacked every time. I, I think this is this. It's another example of this going to like the offense as a whole because we're never going to know exactly right. who it's on because right. the the QB the is the one a big, play that drove the me QB crazy. is a big part of that too. I mean, Carr has to identify a lot of shit. This might have been the play when McCoy yelled at Carr and vice versa because um, Ruiz let somebody through on that one. Ruiz messed up. Yeah, but Carr calls out the mic. Right. AK calls out the mic. The mic comes and he comes and destroys Carr <laughs> yeah. straight through, straight by Ruiz. To to but to be fair to McCoy's right, right? McCoy yeah. was not blocking him. No. Who was supposed to block? Him? I, I don't but know. That's the, but it's like there's there it is there it is. Two people pointed out and, that, and we don't. That do it. to me is the story of the whole year. When it, it goes back to what you said, a lot of people want to single out their one bad guy, right? Like some people want to. A lot of so many people want to single out Carr, right? So many other people want to single out Olave. We've done it. Um, other people want to single out, uh, you know, Penning or the offensive line as a whole. One thing we'll never know is like who is supposed to be communicating what. Right. And you know what's very possible? Exactly. It's a total communication breakdown. And Good. that's why it goes to. Well, I OC, agree. Except like line. on that one, the communication couldn't have been better. Like you can physically see. We it. think that when you're pointing it, no, they and they yelling it, and they have the audio. It's hard to say how does how well, do, well the the communication and the fact of human beings exchanged words they did that yes did they exchange the correct words did yeah. they properly identify the the, the rusher that they did it, it's just well we didn't deal with it right and how maybe we communicated who was supposed to take care of it incorrectly i agree it, but it, it seems to have gotten at least to the line right it seemed like another example of lack of preparation and that goes to the coaching staff it goes to doug maroon uh, yeah, maybe the so. OC. Going with the rest of the line. Yeah. I mean, it's an F grade. I, I don't know how anyone could put anything other than an F grade on it. The uh, the bright spots, I think Ram played fine. I think Pete played. This might have been the best season of his career. T- to move from guard after being there for seven, eight years and to play left tackle against yeah. the best rushers in the league and hold his own. Not only just hold on. You never were. What was Pete doing today? Not one time this year. It was like he had a solid game. I think he gave up one sack. Uh, maybe maybe and, that was before the and season. And he went up against good pass rushers. Really good guy. I mean, the Jacksonville game when he first came, I think that's when he first came in. Josh Allen. Josh, shut yeah. Josh Allen down. Yeah, shut him down. Not many and, people did that this year. And so I want to give him all the props in the world because I was completely against Corey's take on Pete, right? We both were. I would have never <laughs> said Pete could have done this. Never. Right, I, right. I would have never said that. I would like... If someone said, "Well, what if we just moved to tackle?" I'd be like, "We're screwed, right?" I would, so, I would have said the same. Oh him- man, when I was on my 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 Pete riff, if I, I would have loved to have heard what I would have said if y'all would have <laughs> if y'all would have been like, "Well, what about this?" Your head would have exploded and walked <laughs> out of here. I would have ran out the door. <laughs> my hope going forward, and I agree with both of y'all, the outlook is bleak as it can be. You've got Ramcheck um, potentially career over with the knee. Um, then, even if he is back, is that? good or is that or do we wish he would retire because he can't perform you know what i mean well if he's back it means we couldn't get anybody better well we can't force he's him to back retire because you can't just get rid of that contract right so is he going to come back to keep his money and just try and stick it out and not well, be good well, by That's back i mean about. like on the field yeah you know well, maybe you they come up with like an injury having 19 he, 20 million tied up in him and he sucks would be rough right. is what i'm saying yeah. now he doesn't suck yet but with no. those injuries it's it's a matter of time so you've got an issue there Ruiz, man, I was optimistic coming in the season. I didn't see a whole lot. He definitely didn't improve. It, it, it's probably went. He reverted back to the Ruiz we all hated. I think 
for the most part. Yeah. Uh, McCoy, I like it. I love his competitiveness. He is, he's, I always talk about on our defense is right now, if we were to lose to Mario and Lattimore in the next couple, we don't have a single person that I think is like, you know, someone's doing some dumb shit on the other team. It's going to smack them in the mouth. You, you know what I mean? Like we don't have that dog. McCoy is that. Yeah. And, and I, that's why I, I have no interest in getting rid of McCoy. I don't see the incredible season some people are talking about. I don't see that, but um, it was. I would call it solid. Yeah, out of him. Um, the Hurst situation. I mean, Hurst got to go. I'm done with that dude. Um, then you're talking about. You know, we had some flashes from Landon Young playing. He looked good. He looked good. Yeah. I, I mean, I was I was pleased with that when he came in. Um, so maybe there's something there down the road for us where he yeah. can play a role. Um, well, well, let me say this because I did reference it in the preview you did. You episode did. about. I think I was talking to Garland. You said that you were intrigued by Landon Young. You, yeah, yeah, yes. because they, you know, just from hearing the guys, local guys that we know to cover the Saints, you know, they were saying there was optimism about Landon Young yeah. coming into this year. So, by all accounts, when he did have to play, you didn't hear his name called, which for an offensive lineman, fantastic. Right. Didn't he allow a pretty bad sack at one point? I feel like I don't remember. I mean. I don't remember. For I guess sure. if I can't remember it pointedly, then maybe it wasn't. I get bad. nervous when back offensive linemen come in, so I watch him a little bit. Sure. To me, he held his own pretty well, and you know that's a down the road thing. Probably, probably not next year start or anything. Yeah. I think Garcia when he came in played okay. Um, I think Garcia was, Garcia did was better fine. than a lot of yeah. people yeah. thought he would, uh, would do because we didn't even think he was going to make the team. He was one of those guys like, oh yeah, they're not going to keep Max Garcia on the fifty three, and then he makes it, and we're like, oh well, I guess. Okay, he is a center, and we don't have anybody else behind McCoy. And then when Garcia came in as a utility infielder, basically, like he held his own. Yeah, and then you get to the you know Pete. I agree with Max. He's going to be there next year. That we don't have a choice. We we don't. I mean, barring what happens with Penning in the offseason, but the Penning to not get that guy to a point where he can even be a six offensive lineman. In his second year, I know he was hurt last year. Dude, be an eighth or a ninth. Yeah. That fucker couldn't get on the field. He was he was occasionally in on special teams. Um, Best I, field goal blocker in the team. Yeah, good, <laughs> good at high fives. Um, it, dude, that's that's brutal, brutal. You can't even get a contributor in the first round. If that's the case going forward, that's Stephon Anthony level whiff. It's it is as it, bad it could as you be can draft. Worse than Anthony. Yeah. Um, you know, Anthony was gone within a couple years as a first round pick. That never happens. You never, you never cut a first round pick before the contract's up. No one does. He was gone. That's where Penny's trending, right? Just get him off the team. If he can't, if he can't even get in as an eighth or ninth offensive lineman, he'll be cut before the contract's up because they just need to get a guy who can actually play. So yeah, it's what happens? Not, there? It's not good. Can he make some crazy leap? I know um, Ruiz did. He's another one that comes to coaching. Like I want to see him with a different O line coach. Well, he's not going to because Marone's right, going to be here. back. Well, do you think a new OC is going to bring in? What's the a Denver new tackle's name? Bowles? What, uh, Garrett? What's his B O L E S? Yeah, yeah, yeah Bowles. Bowles was horrific his first year he played, but he played. Yeah. So I, I'd read something like there there are cases where these guys at you know I think he was a smaller school or he was uh, you know they knew he's a development product too like Penning and physically gifted and are like they make a leap and that guy's become a pro bowler i think even all pro yeah um yes i agree with that but penning's not even on the field yet um bowls was getting killed but they still thought he was good enough to play that's what worries me they're like he's so bad and doesn't his technique is so bad we can't even put him on the field at all everyone got hurt and he didn't come on the field everyone well, Mickey Loomis, while well, he was smacking his gum in that coked out 
press conference a couple yeah, days he ago. Was a, he was he, in a state. He was in a state. He was in the Jim Irsay state. He, he, but he was talking about how, you know, it's on them to put Penning in the uh, the best position to succeed. And it just sounds like they think they threw him out there. I love when coaches or GMs are like, you know, it's on us. To the, well, who the fuck else is it on? Yeah, you know? it's not, like, not on like, us. Like, who else is going to do it? Are the fans going to do it? No. Like, you drafted You're the him, motherfucker. You're the guy who makes $10 million plus a year, right? You're like, that guy? You, can, can, yeah, it is you on you. You drafted him. You sent in the card. He, you're the one who put him on the team. So right. with that said, like, I would expect hey, our our 14th pick to be either offensive line or defensive line going into next year because I believe agree. they're both terrible. Yeah, it almost has to be. Unless Brock Bowers is there. Right, Corey? Yep. We'll yep. all be cheering Brock, for it as they walk up and draft an offensive line. Brock Bowers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm going to prepare basically from now to the draft to be disappointed because I'm going to need every I ounce. You do that every year. You have to. Yeah. But um, you guys have any more thoughts on the offensive line or offense in general? I think we covered offense it pretty as a whole, thoroughly. Right? You want to do that real quick? Yeah, that's offense a good idea. as a whole. What Expectation you... versus where it landed. Cool. Oh God. Well, that's different. But uh, um, I and look, I just give a grade. I don't a think chasm. we need to go I think into C. A... Uh, C minus. I'm a Max good... is going lower. Yeah, uh, Max is going way lower. I'm going to end of the year. I'm going to give it C plus. You said they finished ninth in points, 14th in. I was hoping for a top 10. That was one of my predictions. Yeah. They finished nine and 14. That's not a massive gap difference from where I was hoping. So I'm not going to give them a D. I, I'm going to go. I'm going to go C plus on it. It wasn't. It wasn't a game changing offense, but I wasn't expecting that. I was expecting this to be a defensive team. Yeah. Expectation versus reality. I'm going to go ahead and say it's a C minus D plus. Yeah. You know, it, it it's you the running the running game was just atrocious all year long. The offensive line was inconsistent all year long. Quarterback was inconsistent for a good stretch. Wide receivers were inconsistent. <laughs> the whole thing was inconsistent. It was and it was the opposite of what Dennis Allen said. There was no identity. There, oh, was, there was no exactly there was no direction. There was no like you knew who you were. You knew what we were going to do. There was no flow. Uh, like Sean Payton's offenses were like. Nothing uh, set anything else. It was up. like a, a a complex novel from beginning to end, where like you just knew he had the whole thing written for the whole game, and it just flowed. It was great. Like Real a quick, drama. Have we ever won a tiebreaker? <laughs> no, we're the Saints. <laughs> I mean, you realize that, that's like in the NFL tiebreakers. Is like unless it's the Saints. We had the like, best offense and best defense in our division, and lost another tiebreaker. Yeah, yeah. So, but I don't know. I guess as a whole, I'm gonna go D D plus. I'll say. As yeah. an official grade, it, it was just very disappointing from top to bottom. You know, they started showing signs of what we thought they would be in the last couple of weeks, but uh, overall performance, you have to go what they did, put on paper, not good. Yeah, agreed. So with that, we're going to go ahead and dive into part two. Yeah. Of our little montages, and this one is going to be the good takes. Yeah, we're going to get into the good takes. All right, because we had some. I think we had some good takes in the preview. Uh, some of them we kind of echoed just now, but. Uh, Let's uh, stand by and I'll pull up that clip. All right, rolling the good takes. Here we go. I don't agree with Max that it's a top-notch QB room. Hmm. <laughs> I'm super, like, I'm all in on Carr. Yeah, we'll see if I was right about his fit into the offense. At the time, we thought it was Sean Payton, but we're still running the same style offense. So I thought his skill set fit that. So I'm all in on Carr. If he's not what I think he is, then it's probably going to be a rough season. Let's just say if Carr gets hurt, for me, the season's over. There, there's no nothing in that room that makes me think we can hold on to a, a low playoff seed or something like that. The season's yeah. over. It's a you play it, hater it's a, at that point. It's a cliff. Right. And, and yeah. A.T. Perry, love him. Love the pick. You know, late round pick. We've done well with that in the past with Marcus Colston. Um, A.T. Perry's 
great size, good speed. You know, was fantastic in college. He was one of the guys I had in uh, my usual, my annual tweet about who I want us to pick in the later rounds. You know, he was on that list. So I've actually watched him a bunch, watching the ACC. Um, I think he has a chance to be really good, but we'll see what happens with that. I think he's more of a we'll see what happens next year kind of guy. That's you know, I don't think his impact's going to be yeah. seen much yeah. this year. I think Shahid um, doesn't take a step back, but his role takes a step back. I think this one was spot He'll on. He'll be used hmm. as that shock player. Um, he's going to get plenty of those chance, multiple of those chances a game, I yeah, think, definitely. to make a huge impact on the game, and he'll impact a few games massively. Yep. Back to that, uh, nice it. if <laughs> we if we hit a few with him first, like this actually where, happened. You know, like he's caught three 40 plus yard touchdowns by week five. So when you use him as a decoy, it's credible. Versus trying to use him as a decoy, the team say like, eh, they ain't throwing. But what do you think about the O-line? You know, I'll say this. The starters, I feel pretty good about. I get worried if somebody gets hurt and we got to go to the second string. Um, Trevor Penning, you know, it all starts with him. This team Bingo. on offense is going to yep. go as far as the offensive line takes them. You know, it is imperative that Penning plays all 17 games and has a good season. You know, if he does that Which and he lives he up to his not. immense potential. He didn't play or have a good season. We're going to be in a good spot. <laughs> So let me go ahead and say this. This position group, to me, is the pivotal position group for the team. Mm-hmm. You know, if, if they flounder and have injuries and just bad performances, the offense is fucked. Yep. So <laughs> Spoiler they, alert. Yeah, he was correct. Perform. And it was. You know, this <laughs> is literally, this is the foundation that the, the, the house of the Saints offense is built on. If pinning sucks... And Ruiz regresses, and let's just say McCoy gets hurt. At least he didn't get hurt. There's going to be issues. Yeah, McCoy didn't get hurt. You're looking at the the, the whole offense can unravel. So, fingers crossed. Hopefully, they can stay healthy and perform up to their potential. You didn't cross your fingers, did you? These guys should be fucking great. (laughs) They just need to stay healthy, and they need to perform up to where they were drafted. So, fingers crossed. To be fair, all of But this group can't fuck it up. You know? They got to be good, man. They got to be good, but they just can't be the ones that ruin the party when the parents are gone. You know, it's like we got the house to ourselves. Slip that analogy. Everybody there, else here is cool. Of course. Uh, just just <laughs> Max don't it. do anything stupid that's going to make somebody call the cops. No other position group we stresses me out more than this position of line. But time out. It's too As days. much shit as we give Andrews Pete. Uh-oh. Andrews Pete, here we go. go. Y'all got starter me good. at guard. It's just that when you look at when it from the to lens be. of being, I think, the 15th or 16th pick in the draft, whatever it was, and then getting that massive second contract that he got, that right there has just tainted the image of Andrews P to all of us. I'll the reality is, when he plays, he's a he's a rock-solid starting guard. Not think, every game. Let's Not think about it this game. way. When? If you're going to pick <laughs> on the left I'm, side no, I mean, of the line, the ugly, scarred-up face of the offensive line is Penning at this point. Because I, I, we know that's, nothing. That's what I meant to say Penning. We don't know anything about Penning. It's we don't like, know anything. We know about Pete. Pete well, is a, Pete's a top 16, 17 guard in the league. But we've put the assets on offensive line. We've drafted in the first round. We've spent money on offensive line. We have a very expensive offensive line and yeah. a lot of draft capital in the offensive line. They have to be a strength of the team yeah. when you spend that much to have what you have. If they're not a strength of the team, the offensive is going to struggle. Yeah. They need to be a strength. And I said, in my cloud, Brzee was up there at the top of the list. 
And what I was telling him was, I said, hey, man, the reality is this dude had the worst year you could possibly have, but he was a top one recruit coming out in his class. He's talented like beyond a top one you know, anyone, anyone's <laughs> wildest dreams. <laughs> no, he was the number one recruit. He was a top on the one. He was the only guy. This, <laughs> is, this is, you know, he's one of <laughs> my guys who can stay with the, one uh, one. the draft pick we have. He, he, to me, you know, that's, that's a guy that could be a Chris Jones type, just a total disruptor and just fuck up shit for the offensive line. I think you did. Uh, yeah. Granderson, I want to say, is about 26. That's good. You know, Carl Granderson's outperformed. I mean, my God, he was was he he was either a six or a seventh round pick or he was undrafted? I don't remember. Either way, he's either way, yeah. he's been way better than, uh, than what we I'm paid for sure him, obviously. So having I'm him on the sure team, you know, he <laughs> I would not be surprised if Granderson has eight eight or nine sacks this year. And he had eight Even and a half. Saunders logs three more snaps than Brzee. I still think that Brzee is not the leader in snaps played on the defensive line. His and skill level, you see it. Yes, it's just not disciplined yes. yet. So, yeah. which is there's true. A, that's that's yeah. a guy who that can true. make a true difference. The other guys, to me, are NFL caliber rotational defensive tackles that are good players. That this dude can make can disrupt and, shit. And, yeah. Um, what do you got, Nick? Third lead. It, this is a potential first, disaster position for us. <laughs> Linebackers. Well, uh, we can we can like, weather a, a disaster better at linebacker than no line, but go on, go on. Maybe so. <laughs> uh, you know, if we lose a guard, Hurst or Pete comes in. Maybe, maybe dude. If Demario goes down, <laughs> we're in deep shit. I'm just Jerry comes in. Agree, agree. Uh, he does, but that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And the death worries me here. I love Pete. Y'all know that. I think Pete makes a step. We at some point we have to acknowledge Demario's 34 years old. The guy is a freak of nature to be doing what he's doing at this age. There just he aren't linebackers in this era that have done that. The, to be all pro at 33 it's years old, that's not a such, there's again. no such thing. And he did I don't it think again. Ray Lewis did that. So if he's him or even close and he can play a whole season again, we're good. But we are an injury away from this being a disaster position. Jordan Howden, what was he, the uh, fifth or sixth round pick? This kid's got a future. I've had you some know, great games and one epically bad game. The, what game was it? Detroit? Second best oh, my God. It was like a welcome to the NFL draft. draft. Every other game he played really well. That was year, cool. right yeah. out of gates. I want to say, I feel like he's going to be the third safety. The is good to be right away. Mm-hmm. No, he contributed Debo, too, so. To me, if a Debo makes a small jump, just a small jump, that was good. this is an impossible secondary to deal with. If you have yeah. two guys that are locking people down. Is that it? And there we go. Good, good takes. To be fair, the Andrew Speed discussion could have gone in the bad take. Yeah, well, like it was good for it good was for tough, some, it, bad for others. It was good takes for y'all. <laughs> bad take for me, good takes for y'all. So, it's a, I guess yeah, it, the two it of us. I could have done maybe like a middle, but but yeah. So look, I, th- I think our good takes were pretty good. I don't know. Yeah, uh, there no. were some good ones. I think the 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 best take of all of us, whether we thought the offensive line was going to be okay or not, every one of us said. It turns the season on, turns yeah. on the offensive line, and yeah. it did. Um, and and sure, you could say it's easy. Well, like the trenches are the most important for like any team, but I think our team specifically. Like a lot of the national media wanted to say, like, oh, look at the skill players, their car coming in. You know, even if they're like average at certain other spots, like this is something that everyone has to deal with. And you know, it it, it was true. Like our offensive line, probably to a higher degree than other teams, like it, it really, was bad. yeah. So uh, um, I think the other thing in there was um, uh, Brzee, Brzee, whatever we're calling him today. <laughs> calling him by his name, Brzee. 
<laughs> Your buddy told us differently, I think. I don't think so. <laughs> it's always going to be a debate. Um, uh, th- that was dead on the money from Max and I's perspective, I think. Yeah. It, he was inconsistent. But he made a lot of mistakes. But spe- two special teams mistakes on top of it. One of them really hurt us. Um, but... That guy was disruptive as hell he was a, disruptor. a lot. Yeah. Um, I think four and a half sacks, third on the team with limited snaps. That's great for um, a four and a half rookie from DT, tackle is crazy. From a DT spot. And you saw he just has where I think the point when I re-listened to it that Max and I were mostly trying to make, sometimes we get off track and we can't mm-hmm. get where we're trying to go. But what we were trying to say is this dude is a man amongst boys. The yeah. other guys are not. I think that's the big thing we're saying. Like when you see him engage a guy. And just, you know, like you would buy, and I'm not comparing him to Reggie White, but <laughs> when Reggie White would just pick up a 300-pound dude and slam him to the ground, when you watch really just the strength and the power that yeah. he possesses is different than anyone else on our line other than maybe Cam in his prime. And the comments from the teammates saying, like, guys that big aren't supposed to move like that. Right, yeah. You know, that's they can impressive. See it. They know yeah. it if we can. And when yeah. he learns, to Corey's credit, when and I backed you up, I think, on this one part of, the, of, right. of this, was the spin move craziness and all this. Like, I said, it looked terrible two weeks, but then it works twice, and everybody's like, oh, yeah. it's so cool. It's like, well, he killed the team the yeah. first two preseason games mm-hmm. with Spun it. Out of and the we, we all made that point. Yeah. You know? yeah. 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 When he gets a grasp or a feel for when to use it and when not to use it, um... Now, if that's a big if, because he didn't he didn't have a whole lot of tackles compared to the other guys with his opportunities. Um, I want to say what, what Saunders finished with around fifty tackles on the line, and maybe Shepard was a little bit more than that, and he only had twenty four. Yeah. Well, time out. So, so you're already diving in deep to it. Just continue going on, and this will be the defensive, defensive line yeah. breakdown okay. grading. So yeah. Nick can take it from here. So. From that perspective, that tells me he's a little less disciplined, just like we said. Um, He wasn't making the easy play. He was making the disruptive plays, which is necessary, but you also have to hold your responsibility and be able to make those plays in the context of what you're doing on the defensive line. I believe a lot of the QB running that we were susceptible to in the middle of the season especially, a lot of it was on him. Hmm. He he would spin out or take a, a wide path to the quarterback, opening that huge gap. Allowing a gap. Well, right. to be fair, though, that's been an issue for this defense for it the has. last few years. It has. And, and maybe maybe other guys did it, too. But like it was evident that it was him and not the or other if, guys. if the guy next to him is also in the wrong, right. then it exactly— The ha- ones I'm referring to, generally, that guy was holding his— his lane mm-hmm. and it was him getting out of position or getting too wide okay. instead but you know we can talk about it I, I just think he needs experience um even though he was a dominant player on their national championship he missed a ton of time in college he did not get a ton of college football under his belt he was hurt a lot he we all know he went through all the the personal stuff with the family that's you know really tragic i think yeah, he had a lot him, going on right just i think if we give him and I think we all said this. There is no doubt he is the most talented person on our defensive line today. But talent is not production. So there still needs to be a step to the consistent production from him. But the tools are there. There's no debate. Yeah. You saw it. The guy can can make huge plays. And, and we needed a guy like that in the interior line. I feel like we got it. I just hope that big jump comes next year and not two years down the line. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, otherwise, defensive line, Max was super high on Cam this year. Cam, uh, I hope we didn't just witness the falling off the cliff. I hope it was the injuries he cited in his in the you know end of year. Um, but that'll determine. But two sacks, 
Um, he was not very impactful much that I yeah. saw all year. We give a big plus grade to Granderson in my department. Um, we have now paid him, though. So now he has a different threshold to live up to than sure. he did coming into the season when we were talking about him, Max especially. Being a minimum guy versus a fifteen million guy or whatever, twelve million guy. He has to be an impact guy. He now. has to be an impact guy now. So they have to. That has to be. This has to be for now on. Not, um, you know, more than just a breakthrough. It has to be every year in that eight to ten sack category. That's what he's got to be to live up to that contract now. Um, Zach Bond was an interesting thing. Finally being played in position towards the end of the season. Um, a lot of pressures. A couple sacks. Looks like a pass rusher. So you're putting him with the defensive lineman, even though he's technically a linebacker? Not anymore. He shouldn't be. <laughs> he needs to be on the line as an edge. <laughs> yes. he's but. And he's he's a rotational edge. I get it. He's not going to get every snap. Uh, assuming someone doesn't come paying 7 or $8 million, if that happens, I'm okay. Move on. Yeah. Um, if if he can come back for a minimum contract, we can keep him in town for a couple years for, you know, 4 or $5 million. I, I'd be uh, a year. I, I'd be perfectly fine with that. Um. Otherwise, on the defensive line, not not great. Um, you know, when Demario, you, you're the second best inside linebacker yeah. in the league this year, has to rush the passer to make disruptive pass rush plays. Second on the team, second in on the team in sacks. When yeah. when you need to do that, when you need to put that guy to come save you, we've got some problems there. Yeah, we need pass rush desperately too. Uh, D line grade for me, F. I I Whoa. hated it. Okay, I, I, I feel like. They put so much pressure on DeMario in the secondary. Um, they are the reason the defense was not top 10 this year. The rest of the defense is top 10 caliber. The defensive line is the sole reason we are not a top 10 defense. Mm. They couldn't stop the run almost all year. They couldn't get pressure. There were some few bright spots, Granderson and, and Brzee. Um, But overall, that was a very poor performance. The, the free agent moves were wrong. They didn't work to the way... I think all of us thought they would. We thought we were getting younger. We didn't think we had dynamic players at that position. Anyamata was past his prime. Um, I would go as far to say as Roach might have been our best defensive tackle because yeah. I can't even discern between those guys and Brzee being so young. and, and So, like, for me, sure. terrible year. F, I, I'm not coming off of it. I, I believe on defense, that's why we weren't top 10. On offense, it's why we weren't top 10. The okay. lines. The lines are the yep. core of a team both bad i'm gonna give him a d minus i'll dive right, right into it you know pretty much everything he said was pretty spot on um i the only reason i give it a d minus is because of the immense potential of brzee and just the, the glimpses we saw yeah. and also granderson you know having the eight eight sacks that he did look if he can consistently do eight to ten sacks a year that changes things dramatically yeah oh yeah you know um roach i think is an essential must resign at this point yeah you know, to Nick's credit, he he noticed it the entire year and, and made comments about it. Roach was definitely our best run stopping defensive lineman. You know, he I was think I saw point. something he was graded out as the best on like PFF. He was. Yeah. I want to say he pretty much wasn't it the whole league? In the league, yeah. In the league. <laughs> yeah. So now he did have that injury in the uh, second to last game of the year. I'm not I don't remember exactly what it was or what the prognosis was, but um I do think they're they're gonna have to re sign him. You know, they tried to get him a longer contract this past year and he was insistent on the one year deal betting on himself. So sure. I don't know. We'll see what happens. Um but D minus, I think Nick covered pretty much everything with them. Yeah. I, I don't I don't I'm not as as da- I mean I'm down on this group, not as down as y'all, but 
<laughs> yeah, so, you know, I'll go with like a D plus. Uh, because I, I did like the potential, obviously, out of Brzee. I liked what Granderson did this year. Roach. I mean, it, it's it's not a complete F, I guess, because there are some building blocks there. Um, it's kind of, I guess, like the outlook thing we were talking about, right? Um, but Real quick I think, on Granderson, though, I think weren't five and a half of his sacks in like the first six games? Yeah. He definitely had a better first half. Yeah, of the he, year. he looked amazing after the contract wasn't quite as good. But <laughs> I, but I am also optimistic. But go ahead. Yeah. Uh, but no, I mean, I think y'all said everything there is to be said about the line, and you know, there's nothing really I would add to that. I, I think. But I, I like the few building blocks we have. I think we got to figure out what we have with Cam. Uh, is it is it the end for him? Was it a bad year? You know, we, that has to be sorted out. Uh, well, unless he but, retires, he's going to be here. I know he's, he's going to be, be here, here but so, I mean, like, we need to figure out how to. I can promise you he's slated as a starter next year. Um, yeah. I'm not saying he shouldn't be. I'm just saying that's a fact. Yeah. Um, so where – let's assume we go defensive line. Do we draft a tackle back-to-back years in the draft? I think you need a pass rusher. I think you need an edge. I do too, but we've never been – like Dennis Allen, we're, we're still with Dennis Allen. Again, oh, and, better or worse, yeah. is a stop the run, make him throw, right? Yeah. We can't stop the run. So what? what do we do? I would not be upset if we picked a defensive tackle with the first pick or an edge rusher. It's just just best one available, whatever, whatever available the better player. Yeah. But I, I would like to see them absolutely target some defensive linemen in free agency. You know, we never really shop as much in the first wave. It's always that second wave where you get guys like DeMario who weren't all pros when we signed them. Or get guys that are a little more proven than Saunders and Shepard who, well, no, I mean, as you said in our bad takes, were great signings. I mean, because if you go in the free agent market again, I mean, I think what's to say they're Saunders be... was a great fullback. I'm not saying they were <laughs> hey, bad signings the either. They are rotational players. Counting on them to be one-two to start right. the season was the mistake. Sure, that, did... that's why you and I were harping on Brzee was right. going to be. He was right. going to get the snaps. Yeah, you need a game changer. If they're coming in as your second wave of defensive lineman, I think they played fine to that yeah. role. They yeah. just didn't play as the know, guys, right? Yeah, Shepard, Roach, and um, Saunders are all great rotational sure. third, fourth, fifth guys. You yeah. got to get a second guy that, yeah. you know, but. Um, Ideally, it'd be Roach and, and Brzee next year, and they both yeah get better. Yeah. But I don't know. Okay, go ahead. So we're all in agreement on defensive oh, line, yeah. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to say D minus. Yeah. We're going to D plus. Okay. <laughs> uh, linebackers. We'll let Nick start with this one since his uh, two his, favorite players. It's his group. <laughs> it's my two, group. Two of his three favorite players on the team reside in this positional group. Um, I think, obviously – Linebackers for those listening at home. Yeah. No, no one. Well, Demario is probably my second favorite saint of all time. Full disclosure. So um, he was the same guy. Period. The guy was dominant. Yeah. Um, to come up with six and a half sacks, he even got a fumble. He never <laughs> gets fumbles. <laughs> yeah. It was so good, and he ran like freaking Derrick Henry when he got it. Like it was the first time he ever oh, touched that a was football. Awesome. He was ran so- like he ran like the <laughs> love. That was awesome. He ran like the love child of Derrick Henry and Mike Allstott. He was yeah. so mad. He was like, "I'm scoring no matter what." Yeah. Um, You're the, everyone trying to tackle on offense was like, "Oh God, Jesus!" Gotta- <laughs> we didn't want to see the this reversed on us ever. Yeah. Um, so. I mean, how could you want a better season out of tomorrow? I, I don't know if you can pick out nah. more than a couple plays where you're like, that weren't perfect. The I mean, guy was with, with the, like missed tackle, Green Bay. A cu- you yeah, know, couple like, small but, but he, he got beaten coverage once it. or twice. I mean, but the fact that a 34 year old linebacker is running with these guys in coverage and winning a lot. No, it's insane. Is, I mean, dude, that guy, there's just nothing negative to be said. It was, it was 121 tackles, six and a half. Yeah. Um, He's a, he's a beast. Six and a half sacks he had. Let's see what else he had. He had the fumble recovery that we're talking about. Um, 
I mean, he was an all-pro. There's really nothing yeah. more we yeah. need to say. Yeah. Forced a fumble, he four did a, pass he, defense. He did everything. Yeah. He rushed everything. the passer. He stopped the run. He ran with fast, young guys in coverage. It's It was incredible. And I think the part that a lot of Saints may have run, that matched his career high in sacks from last year, Okay, <laughs> his best two sack years are at 33 and 34, 34. years old. Man. This is the best tackle year he's ever had as a Saint, most. Second Damn. in his career to his Jets year, right before we signed him. Dude's 34 years old. That's insane. He's a machine. Okay, so I, no one's going to argue that. Yeah. Uh, Pete, um, I know there was some negative sentiment about uh, Pete Werner. I didn't see it. I, I thought pretty solid. I, yeah. I, I, I'm giving the group an A. There's, to me. A, there's a good stat on Werner when I was looking at everything. I mean, yeah, he had 93 tackles, but uh, his missed tackle percentage was impressive to me. He missed 4%. Like, no, if he gets his hands on you, he's tackling low. you. I mean, he's such a sure tackler. I thought he had more issues in coverage so, this year. I think. It's yeah, I mean, so some people point out to the negative stuff, but I mean, it's like he he didn't have a bad year. No, no he he, he did not have a bad year. I think. And let me tell you this: out of thirty-four possible games, those two played thirty-three. Yeah, I that's think, what we needed. That had to happen, and yeah. they did it. So you're saying it, a a? Yeah, I think the the thing with Pete is he did not have a bad year at all. I just think it's after with the way he performed in twenty-two. Yeah. And it just looked like the the arrow was pointed yeah. straight up. He was like, I expected him to take the next step and become like we, we were say, like, well, when Demario's gone, this is our yeah. guy. We were kind of like, are we getting a Keekly light here? Yeah, right, like. exactly. But I think you know his performance. He has some issues in coverage. You know his his tackle numbers look good. He was all he, he gets his hands on you. You're you're going down. Yeah. Um, I just thought he plateaued a little bit sure. this year instead yeah. of he didn't take the big step forward that I thought he would. Yeah. Like I still don't know if he's the long term guy. I don't. Right. Like, you know, if the Saints were like, hey, we got to go target a linebacker, I could be like, eh. There was a point where we thought Warner was going to turn into like a, a dominant type and he didn't have a, a dominant. He still might. Still might. He's 24. No, he's, we, we, he's we talked young. about he's this. He's he could, but, but this year, didn't yeah, this year like he that. didn't do it. Yeah. He also um, forced three turnovers this year. He had two fumble recoveries and interception. Mm-hmm. He's, he hadn't done that previously in his career. I agree in the sense that. The sideline to sideline stuff wasn't as evident as it was before he got hurt last year. Uh, but I did not see a big deficiency, Pete. I, as a unit, the linebackers played damn good, especially with how bad the defensive line was. Yeah, I'm just going to say, the yeah. arrow with Pete, going into the 23 season, I would have said it was at 11 o'clock, and I think it kind of went more 9-15. <laughs> okay. You know what I mean? And okay. it, just, it just didn't go the way it, it should have gone. Needle moved back down a little bit. <laughs> no, I mean, it just, it just was... It, only went up a little bit, so... Yeah, uh-huh. and we'll say, uh, the one thing I'm going to say was the biggest thing for him, he played... 16 games. Yeah. So, so uh, the group, I'm including Zach Bond because I know he's an edge rusher, but he's still technically a linebacker. So, for the sake of the linebacker grade, I'm lumping him in there. So, I'm going to give him, I'm giving him an A. Okay. Because, you know, uh, DeMario, obviously, when you make all pro, nothing else needs to be said because that is a legitimate honor that is actually, it holds weight because it's, it's accurate. Yeah. The Pro Bowl's a sham. I don't well, give a fuck Well, except for Sauce Gardner and a couple other ones this year. Yeah. Zero but, pick um, all pro. Zero pick all pro. But I'm going to go ahead and say, <laughs> well, Daryl Rivas never really had many picks when either. He was not Daryl Rivas this year. Nah. <laughs> New York market, though. Um, so that being said, I'm going to give the group an A. You know, they played basically every game. Neither one of them got hurt. Zach Bond popped up with a nice little Caden Ellis-like run to end the season. Yeah, so uh, the group gets an A for me. Yeah. I do think we absolutely need to re-sign Bond. And I'll feel great. As an, as an edge. I'll feel great going into next season if we have Werner, Bond, and uh, DeMario. Yeah. I'm going to go I'm gonna go B+. Um, 
I don't. I mean, it's hard to knock him on anything. I just think that if there is anywhere to knock him, yes, a little bit about Warner's plateauing, but the games where we were getting gashed, I know the D-line has a lot to do with it, um, but you know, th- there were just a couple times where I wanted to maybe just see them help out better in the run, but uh, but it's it's hard to really knock him on anything, but I'm going to go B+. Plus. Okay. Fair well, enough. Let's uh, we'll treat the defensive backs as a whole. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Nick, why don't you lead us off? This is an A plus for me. Um, without this unit, this would have been a bottom defense. I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, and like for all those fans, I know I've been one of them. Even say if you could get a haul for Lattimore, you trade him. We'll see what happens there. I don't want you. You need to understand what he was doing before he got hurt. He got hurt halfway through the ninth game. At that point, he was on pace for eighty tackles. Dude was <laughs> dude was filling it. Eighty tackles out of a corner who's not getting beat is crazy. Yeah. He's not getting targeted. And he's that not dude's coming to. up and yeah. hitting everyone. Um, he had a pick. He had eight pass defense. In that he was on pace for sixteen, seventeen pass defense. Um, probably only two picks. Doesn't get a whole lot of targets. But eighty tackles out of your star corner. Yeah, that's a guy putting his nose in everything. Because he's not, he was not getting beat, and yeah. he and he had uh, forty eight tackles in nine and a half games. The dude was playing out of his mind. Um, he should have had two more picks. One got pulled back on a review that it barely touched the ground, and then another one hit his hands and went straight through it. The guy was playing lights out. It, there was a clip of him on that out route that he picked that got called yeah, back. Yeah, that was incredible. And, and like everyone's <laughs> like, no one can flip their hips like that. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. He was facing the other direction and then just ate the route up. It was awesome. Yeah. So understand what you're losing if we do lose them. And I'm not saying it's a bad strategic move to trade someone getting a little older who's making a $100 million contract. I get it. I'm just saying understand what you're losing if he's healthy. He wasn't for seven games. And we have to take that into account. That's two years in a row. He missed games. We have to understand that maybe age is starting to catch up a little, even though he's not really old. He's only going to be 28 next year, I believe. Um, Then you get into Adebo. Adebo played at, in my opinion, an all-pro level. Um, his his metrics on completion percentage and everything else, I was making fun of Sauce Gardner. And I'm not saying there weren't other people more deserving than Adebo for all pro. Adebo season was way better than Sauce Gardner's. Yeah. Period. Um, and again, tackling, 76 tackles, 18 pass defense, four interceptions, um, two force fumbles, two fumble recoveries. This dude dominated. Yeah. And I'm not saying he didn't get beat a few times, things like that. This was a season-long it was great performance out of Adebo. Couple bad moments, of course. Couple insanely good moments. He also dropped a couple picks. Could have been even more. The guy was always in it. I, I have zero knocks about him. We're gonna have to pay the guy. There's no debate. Yeah, he's he's played to be paid. The one negative to the secondary, in my opinion, I'm just gonna go corners, then I'll go safeties, and I'll pass it to you guys. But Alante in that spot, it's not the best. Yeah. Um, but I will say, Alante, another one. Sticking his nose in there in the run game. The only reason we didn't get beat worse in the run game is the secondary, too. You, he, you made a point about the linebacker. Alante yeah. had 75 tackles. How did you yeah. have Alante, Adebo, over 75 tackles, and Lattimore had 48 and only nine hits? <laughs> yeah. Your corners are doing everything. They're everywhere. Yeah. yeah. So Flying around the field. He ends up getting the two picks late in the season. He got benched in the Rams game. You know His eyes do get in the backfield too much, which is his biggest problem. But he also had 14 passes defense. He had a forced fumble a sack, the guy was and is clearly a playmaker. I think he's in the wrong position. I don't know how you address that other than trading Lattimore, and y'all can comment on how you think you do it. If you trade Lattimore, you move him outside, and you figure something out for the slot. But um, I 
know he needs to be on the field. Yeah. I also feel like I know he's not a slot corner. So I don't, <laughs> right. I don't know what to do other than he played his ass off. That guy, he got benched. He came right back the next game, picked off a play, picked off a ball. Yeah. I love that. He didn't let it get him down. He came right back. He played one of his best games of the season. He took it. He understand he made a mistake and just went went for it. Uh, so super excited about him too. Um, you get in the safeties, Honey Badger. Max and I both want to bury Honey Badger. Like, it, it, like he looks slow, man. He gave up that play to Christian Kirk. Like, was he shouldn't be guarding Christian Kirk in the slot, dude? That's for yeah, me that's, a that's, scheme mistake. Christian Kirk is fast. He's big. That's not a good matchup. Um, so it, it is, not it's not a matchup. It's, no. <laughs> he tied for the lead with the Debo and picks four. Um, scored a touchdown. Should have scored another. Caused all the controversy because he did it. <laughs> um, Seventy-five tackles. Man, really solid freaking season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, and he's getting older. We're going to have to look at that, too. Um, we go to your boy, Marcus May. Uh, disappointing. Missed two-thirds of the season. Um, did have a couple picks while he was in there. Had a couple yeah. a couple games where he came up and filled um, kind of that hybrid thing we always talk about. Sure. Um, you know, playing pseudo linebacker. He, 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 he had a good missed tackle percentage, too. Yeah. I'm nice saying, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. He was tackling. No, he was tackling. Um, I, I just don't love him because I don't feel he's that versatile. Um, I think that's his role. Like a better yeah. Jonathan Abram is probably his role. Um, but didn't play poorly when he was in there didn't make a huge difference but certainly didn't like hurt us um then you get down to you know jordan howden coming in got a lot of playing time in games had one really tough game um what he finished with he ended up with five pass defense a sack 43 tackles at Howden. max said yeah. he's going to be playing i won't be surprised he got in there quite a bit if you got 43 tackles so that's really good for the future young guy getting a whole bunch of reps and other than one game holding his own the whole time, in my opinion. Um, Isaac Yadam, this is where I, I don't think he can play slot either, but how do you not bring him back? You, you got to bring, you him, gotta bring him back. Yeah. He had an incredible he, year. He held it down. Yeah. 14 passes defense in limited use. That's crazy. So they yeah. were targeting the hell out of him, and he held his own. Yeah. He, he did get beat pretty bad. Puka gave it to him. Well, um, th- yeah, the, the Rams game as a whole yeah for all the DVs just wasn't yeah. good. It just wasn't. It wasn't To be great. fair, Puka gave it to everybody. Yeah, sure. yeah. Yeah, um, everybody got pukered. They didn't get a Debo bad in the game. One, one, I think. But, uh, they did get the other guys pretty bad. Um, Jonathan Abram into the season comes in. Had, was the player of the game one game? Uh, man, this group is awesome. Yeah. So it, I'm it, gonna leave it there. I didn't like uh, Amadi. Didn't look great when he came in. Um, but yeah. he wasn't bad. Lonnie Johnson, versatile player, didn't play a whole lot. But, but he, he, you I know. thought he did. Lonnie pretty, Johnson did solid pretty well when he, when he was yeah, in. Uh, but he didn't play much. He didn't. Ugo he, Ugo's a one and done, I think. <laughs> yeah. Let let somebody else wear the. You really uh, wanted the to make Ugo. So there you go. So for me, A plus. This is I the, you wanted it. This is the star group of our team this year. Um, yeah. We had it as one of the top two we thought would be this year. It was for sure the best the unit best. on the team. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm giving them an A plus as well. You know, it, it on any other team if if Lattimore goes out. You know, you're going to see some kind of a drop off. There was really not yeah. much of a drop off. Yeah. Those guys held their own. You know, I do agree that um, Alate Taylor was played out of position. You know, he's just not suited as a slot guy. Um, he needed, needs, to, needs to either be on the outside as an outside yeah. corner, which if you trade Lattimore, right. that allows him to play in his natural position with a Debo who's already excelling in that position. So, real quick on that, do you think they would? keep him at slot and put Yadam outside if they get rid of Lattimore or do you think they would definitely move him outside I think I know what we want I I know what we want no I think he gets every chance to win that starting job 
Okay. At the outside. Yeah, yeah I think outside. the, the uh, Alante nickel experiment is over. I hope so. I, I, I think I saw the team go away from, but you know, he's physical, man. And look, you touched on it. All of our corners, from Lattimore all the way down, they will not be afraid to stick they their nose you. into it and yeah. just push your dick in the dirt. They're good tacklers. Yeah, Alante's mean as fuck with his tackles. Yeah, you know, and yeah. he even got good. a personal foul for a personal perfect tackle. Yeah, so <laughs> right. <laughs> no, I agree. It's an, it's an A plus group, and then you know, looking at their ages and the depth that you have. I mean, you got to bring Jonathan Abram back. He was on a one year deal. He was on the practice squad. Yeah, right. Most of the year, he's you. Know, you know, he's still only 27. He's the kind of defensive back that you really need. First round pick, too. So yeah, keep former that first round pick. And then the other guys. So Adebo is actually the same age as Alante, which is crazy. He's played another year. Yeah. So Adebo, you've got to pay him. You know, yeah. I, I think he might be eligible for a new deal this offseason. So Adebo can, is. Yeah, yeah. So they can go ahead and get ahead of the curve on that. But Alante, I think, has immense potential at free safety. But um, they'll probably hmm. keep him at corner. But we'll see. You know, he's got all the potential in the world. Honey Badger, look, he's still making plays. It's yeah. Just, it's more of a scheme thing, I think you said, you know, in that Jags game where he's trailing Christian Kirk. Yeah, you can't put him out of position like that. Yeah, the one person I want to see gone from the team is Marcus May. You know, it was just <laughs> uh, it was a bad signing when it happened. It was a reactive move to losing uh, Marcus Williams. And, you know, we got a we got an older, slower, worse player. Injured. Well, that, Injured that was my too. problem yeah. is it was over about three million bucks a year. Yeah. And he was coming off Achilles, I believe. That is such a bad GM move. It's, it's yeah. awful. You like, have to find a way to make that $3 million happen. Marcus wanted to stay here. Yeah. And I've been, I'm not right. even like one of these guys who thinks Marcus was as great as all the metrics. Might, but to go get a guy coming off an Achilles injury who hadn't yeah. played in a to year. To save $3 million bucks. To save $3 just, million bucks doesn't make, And they're nah. not really the same player. It's... Yeah, it was weird. They're definitely different players. That, that was weird. Um, yeah, I, I didn't like that at all. That's the one guy, and I could honestly see them moving moving on at this point. You know, but I say that they'll probably renegotiate his contract tomorrow. But um, yeah. Marcus May would be the one person I would like to see him move on from, and then just have Abram and Howden battle it out. You know, Howden did pretty much exactly like well, I thought he would do. They'll both play in different roles, pending the game. I think, don't you yeah. think? Well, I mean, so you could put your Honey Badger will be around. So yeah, three safeties. It, yeah, I think you kind of saw creativity of how they schemed. The defensive backfield that we wanted to see on the offense. I wouldn't yeah, mind seeing Howden like, in the slot. Yeah, mm-hmm. he could probably do it. Um, but no, I'm, I'm with y'all. I give it an A. Um, it's definitely the best position group on the team. Um, it is my highest rated out of any position group. Um, you know, and again, you can't knock them as a unit. They all overachieved. No one underachieved. You know, like it's hard to say that across the board, there really wasn't a single person that played below. Their standard, you know, like they're. I think Alante expected to average. me. I I think we we all Do you thought think he, he would, Yeah, I just I didn't like once he lost the the starting position to Adebo. Yeah, the expectations. I mean, we should have probably curtailed him at that point because he just wasn't going to live I, up to. You did say we, when we were talking about it. We I did too. Like if he ends up in slot, he's out of position, and we yeah. need to no, understand. You and I've been saying he should yeah. be a free safety. We've been but, uh, we've covered this multiple times. But. Yeah, but otherwise, I yeah, I mean, I agree with you all on all, all that stuff. Uh, but yeah, I give him an A. For sure. Okay. Um, well, let's go ahead and dive into everyone's favorite position group, the kickers and the punters <laughs> and the coverage. Um, oh, God. I'll, I'll start this one off. I think coverage team gets an A. You know, they were, they were consistently good year after year. It's a good special teams unit. Um, Darren Rizzi, you know, he does a great job with those guys. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with his, his, you know, philosophy on having the punter doing these knuckle balls and going with that whole approach. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I mean, Rizzy, you know, he's he's a fiery guy. 
He's uh, he's done a great job with these guys. Kicker, you know, we covered it pretty well. Yeah. That, uh, we, you know, Gooby missing the 29-yard field goals. That's concerning. Other than that, if you could take that away, I think he had a really good rookie year. You know, he's, he's going to miss a kick or two in pressure situations. So, yeah. while like, the miss in Green Bay obviously kills us, I'm not that mad at that miss from his standpoint because that's like his fourth game. I mean, yeah. He it's to be, it's going to happen. I mean, he, he shouldn't have been in that position. Yeah, uh, yeah exactly. The James should not have put him in that position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, James needs he, to he should have some drives in that game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Punter, Headley, from a, a distance standpoint, is a, a fucking abomination. Um, but, you know, all the, the legit analysts are claiming that this is following Rizzi's plan to a T, and, you know, we yeah. only gave up. The is, lowest, I think, return average in the league as far as return, punts. Yeah, it, see, my argument... Very low touchback number, high... Yeah. Uh, All punts true. inside the 20 number. But when you give up the lowest return number, but still have one of the bottom five nets, you did not accomplish your goal. No, I'm with you. And, You're and that's where, we agree on that. And that's where, like, I didn't understand, you know, all that talk, like, oh, Rizzy... And, like, Rizzy, we all know, is a great coach. It didn't work. It doesn't matter if you don't give up return yards if you're giving up yards, right? Because, because all that factors into your net. No, no, no. I mean, you're preaching to the choir on this. We all agree with you on that. Um, as a whole, I'm going to give the group, I'm going to give him a B plus. You know, Shahid being an all-pro returner, obviously a, a huge boost to the group. Uh, coverage was great all year. The kicking, you got to ding him a little bit on that. Yeah. So, eh, B plus. There's a case for an A minus, but I'm going to say B plus. Um, I'm going to go with B you know, and I think it's really like Shahid, uh, the overall like seemingly good cover team. Uh, JT Gray, dude, every year. JT Gray. I mean, well, we blocked two punts. Uh, that carries it into the B, but but it's an interesting group just because there's also reasons pulling it that could pull it down to like a C, C minus. When you're talking about like their contracts, though, or also yeah. what elevates it a little bit for me, yeah, we're not true. paying these guys shit. It's not like the year yeah. before where you had, or a but, couple years where we had Lutz and Morstead making yeah. a combined like ten million. Because like Nick called out earlier, like some like the penalties with Brzee, uh on special teams, you know, costing you a field goal because uh, it pushes you back five too many yards or stuff like that. I mean, you could look at that and say there's some issues here, but I think you know, for me, I think overall it was a good unit. Um, you know, Groupie's got something to build on. Uh, he didn't miss any from 30 to 39 yards, and I think his four he missed maybe – he just had good percentages. Like, if you took out the two 29-yarders – Yeah, I feel great about him. He would have had a much di- different percentage. But, yeah, I'll go with – I'm going to go with the B. Okay. I, I can't do that. I j- it, just from performance. If we want to talk about outlook and how we think Groupie's going to be, okay. Groupie did great on long kicks. Um that's the hardest kicks, right? He did awesome. He was, I think, six for nine. I'll look it up real quick. Six for nine from um, from over 50, you know, 67%. I think that's a little above the average, but, you mm-hmm. know, a 50-yard field goal isn't what it used to be, so we got to take that in mind. But 67% there. Did from change, change how long yards are? Or? It's just easy. <laughs> Kickers are better. <laughs> They're banging in 65 yarders now. I thought it was it's still different. three feet, but it's different, whatever dude. you say, man. 
Go look at go look how many fifty yard field goals are attempted today versus fifteen years Isn't ago. Isn't that the one thing it's in football massive. that by definition can't change? Like a fifty yarder is still your ability exactly to make fifty them. yards. Okay. Your ability to make them is different. I mean if you say like yeah, QB the QB position isn't what it used to be, but like fifty yards is literally still It's not as impressive of an accomplishment <laughs> anymore. Know, it's it's not. not. Yeah. It's just you know, Justin I'm, Tucker I'm being, can sit there all day and bang out ninety five percent from fifty yards. I'm it's being no that dead horse to I, death. I got it. I, I know what you're trying to do. Deliberately. Um, eight for ten on forty to forty nine, pretty good. Eighty percent um, overall, eighty one percent, not bad. Thirty to thirty seven, yeah. um, extra points. He was perfect. That's no longer a gimme. Oh, so that's right. Yeah, I saw that one. You give him credit for that. That's um, a really good stat. But yeah. when you, in my opinion, directly impact two losses, yeah, it, it, that's my opinion. I can't give and you when you misplay us by one loss. Right. <laughs> exactly. I, I, so I, I'm not down on groupie for the future. I'm down on some of the stuff that happened this year and missing two 29 yarders is terrible the rest of the league missed two 29 yarders so yeah. that's bad um missing the kicks that count is bad uh, when in the real tight games when we really need to put that in to either prolong a game when you're down two scores get it within one i, I think that's where his misses came and that's the troubling part um the green bay one speaks for itself i agree rookie these things are going to happen uh maybe the narrative's completely different if he bangs in that green bay one and we go 10 and 7 and walk into the playoffs with the division, right? So I, I'm, I'm fine with him going forward. Headley, for me, we can spin it however we want with we didn't give up your turn. It wasn't good. We, we all watched it. You know it wasn't that good. It wasn't catastrophic, but it wasn't good. So leave that with, you know, he'll probably be back next year because I know, you know, Rizzy wants to, wants to play that style and I get it. And he's a good coach. I'll trust it. Maybe it gets a little bit better next year and he gets into the middle of the, we end up with low returns and he's in the middle with the net. That would solve it. Uh, the Brazil penalty directly influenced the game. It was a four point play. One of those, the other one ended yeah. up not hurting us. I believe yeah. that's a mistake. Um, return game. Yeah. I great. Um, coverage team. Pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, you never worried about, I feel like there's been years where we've been like petrified of somebody busting a return on us. Yeah. Where it's like knew it was going to happen if the guy was decent. I, yeah. I didn't feel that bad this we year. Were no, those, so- those days have been gone for years. Yeah. And yeah, honestly, look, they that. pulled out two all pro kick returners in the past four years. Both yeah. undrafted guys. Yeah. And so. he deserves Rizzi's- all that. He had one bad, I mean, the one fumble that yeah. start that game really hurt that game. The momentum, we ended up coming all the way back that Detroit game. That really, that was Detroit, correct? Uh, Where he fumbled? On the no, Shahid? that was which one was that? We got a real slow start. I remember, and we fumbled right out the gate. Shahid on the uh, well, that was week one turn. where he fumbled it on the first it, touch. Opening yeah. it was it was the first the very first, first week one. Yeah. Oh, it was okay. It was the opening know. kick return. The first time yeah, a Saint it, touched the ball in that season. So that that's <laughs> never good. You don't want to see that on special teams. But he he was obviously incredible, especially in the punt return game, kick return game, so so. But punt return game had a touchdown. Averaged, I, I didn't look it up, but it was almost 15, I think, a, a punt return. Yeah. Really good. I'm going to give him a C just because I don't want special teams to influence multiple games in the negative. Yeah. With none in the positive, really. Groupie didn't w- have a game-winning kick. So they were average to me. So I'm going to give it a C. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. Um, all right. Well, that wraps up the specialists. Let me say, do you guys have anything else you want to add to that or defense in general? I'm good. Disappointing well, overall, but some bright spots too. Yeah, actually, and you know, why don't we go offensive MVP, defensive MVP for the whole season? This is on the fly. We didn't talk yep. about this, so yep. uh, one's easy. Just get it out of the way. 
Go for it. You go first. Yeah, Mario Davis Mario. is the yeah. defensive MVP. Yeah. Debo close second, but it's Demario. We can skip that one. Let's go on. Yeah, <laughs> agreed. Agree. Uh, offense is tough. I mean, this is really tough. Yeah. Uh, is is this where I say Andrews Pete? <laughs> no, I don't. I, don't I think, think it's we, between two people. There's really a case. Do. There's a case. There's a case, dude. I'm I'm actually leaning. Without he that happening. It. Without that happening, I don't know what the season looks like going as we were going. So I think there's a case with not a whole lot of great candidates. Yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, put Taysom in the mix. He, he kept us in in some games. I don't know if he. Uh, yeah, but then hurt and then couldn't couldn't take a bunch of snap kind of thing. We'll put it this way: Usually, I, I'm say- abs- there's no way I'm giving a wide receiver the MVP. I'm not giving yeah. a running back the MVP. I'm not giving a tight end the MVP just based on their performances this year. Okay. I'm not giving Carr MVP. So to me, it comes down to the offensive line. So you can make the argument. No, but I mean, they also our sucked. worst group. You're no, but here's a, no, but yeah. But here's the thing, though. You can make the argument that the season turned when McCoy and Carr got into that that fucking yelling uh, match yeah. on the field, and by all accounts, McCoy had a, a really good season. I didn't personally see it. I thought he was he was okay, but you know, relative to the offensive line, the rest of the offensive line, he probably looked good. But then the other candidate to me is Andrews Pete from a standpoint of that offensive line was in shambles. And then when he got shifted over to left tackle, dude, he saved our asses. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking about value, you know, most valuable, who who could you least do without? Yeah, like I mean, now the offensive line, great. I mean, Penning brings that grade down so far by himself. Yeah, Hurst as well. It, it's just. I don't know. But back to MVP, I'm leaning somewhere between Pete and McCoy, Gosh. which is wild. I know it's wild. No, it is. Um, I mean, my gut just wants to say Camara because he's the most talented guy. and, and Yeah, but the be, most talented guy. I mean, Marcus Davenport really, wins every award at that you'd point. You'd be really but, – but, I mean, that's part of it. But <laughs> I think you'd be really just stuck without him if he wasn't there this year. But – but no, that's, again, that's, a, that's a good point. You know, like, because we talk about Jamal and how there's nothing there with him at the tailback spot and how Kendra was hurt. You know, Come on, you know what? You you, you have persuaded me here. Yeah. I, your point, you're making good points. I think Kamara, honestly, is the best candidate. I mean, because you're just really stuck without him. Because even if Carr and the receivers are doing well, and they they're if they're in a game where they're having a good game and on the same page – if you don't have a threat out of the backfield in any in any dimension, like passing or running, then they just play dime. I think there. there's also locker room stuff that comes into play with Kamara as well. You know? He definitely stepped up as a leader this year. Yeah, exactly. I, no, you're right. You're right. I'm going Kamara, yeah. his offensive MVP, and I think DeMario is the easy yeah. one for defense. Yeah, DeMario's the easy choice, obviously. I, I can't give it to Kamara. Um, <laughs> but didn't you, He's about you to say Carr. Weren't you the one saying I'm probably going to say Carr. But um, he missed the last two games. The offense looked fantastic. He missed the first three games also because of a suspension. We were much better when we went away from focusing on him in the past game and started to focus on the young receivers. I I, I do believe he's the glue of the team, especially offensively. I agree with that 100%. Um, I think he had a good year. I don't think it was great. I don't, And he missed time for two separate reasons. He wasn't there all the time. Um the best performance of the year, uh, if we're going by that, it is Carr had the best performance of the year. And that's sad because that is not a team MVP season. That's how bad 
most of these units were to me. There isn't a receiver you can even put in the conversation. Alave had a decent statistical year, but I mean, we, we've talked about it over and over again. Um, Kamara 3.9 and 6.2. Those, those are low numbers, for especially for him, but even in the league, yep. those are pretty low numbers. Um, I, I have a very difficult time giving it to an offensive lineman just because they weren't good. Yeah. So um, the, the McCoy case is being made by a lot of people, maybe, but it wasn't good. Um, and I don't know. So the overall best season, I'm going to give it to Carr, but I'm going to give the offensive MVP to Pete because yeah. I do believe Pete – save the season with what he did it's yeah. not on a straight performance it's just yeah. the season the, was done the value he provided right yeah so them. he was the most valuable yeah. um because it was over if he doesn't step up and do it well we were lost i yeah. mean it was like car was getting killed he was the getting week killed. before you know we had to put him there i was like i just don't see how this gets better yeah. i did not see a pathway for it improving i'm like we have what we have this is going to suck uh, right. We're gonna have a losing record because. God of- damn it! I'm waffling. I'm going back to Pete. <laughs> no, he's right. It, it's this season. If Kamara doesn't play, it, we won. The, you know, the last two games conventionally. You saw that. And two out of the first three that he went there. We exactly. were four and one yeah. without him. I do, think, one, I do think he is the, the those, glue yeah. of the locker room. But man, Pete straight up saved a season. Because if he if he goes out and flounders, it's over. The wheels I, fall off. Season and really no one at back. this table thought he wouldn't flounder. We all thought we all this thought is was, trouble. Yeah. This is so bad. We're putting Pete out there. Yeah, we talked about it. We're like they're gonna. They might have to put Pete out there. What is that? Gonna I mean, we're, we're yeah, like how no, bad it, it seemed like a break, break no, glass in case of emergency move. Right. You know, it we wasn't were literally like, like yeah, it, like he had not played there since college. At that point, right? we're like, like, how is Pete better than Penning? You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, outside, so I don't know. So yeah, I think that's. Uh, I'm, I'm going. I'm going. Pete. Final answer. Yeah. All right. Well. But uh, you guys have any more thoughts? On the season in general, anything else? I know we're at the two-hour mark right now. <laughs> yeah, okay. so it was needed. We, it was needed. We, we recapped this pretty thoroughly. I think we hit all the spots. Well, I think why don't we go ahead and uh, we'll sign off and we'll go ahead and play the montage of the fearless predictions. And I'll go ahead and say these are horrific. Do we want to leave room for commentary at the no, end? No, I think, I think we just need to let them sit. Just let them. Let, let <laughs> we'll, let, them. <laughs> we'll let them sit with you. If you're still here. If, if you're uh, still here. Or and, if you just scrolled to the two-hour mark because you heard that's where the bad stuff was. Uh, just yeah, just stay just, tuned. It's coming up. It's like, it's if you have a, any comments about it or any critiques or just want to make fun of us, it's like go a, ahead and put it on uh, on any social media and let us uh, let us have it. Yeah, it's kind of like a Netflix cliffhanger where like it just ends and you're like, oh, shit, i got to watch the next one now. Because yeah, we'll talk about it. Yeah, this is... Looking All right. at the charred wreckage. So let's pull this up here. Okay, and here they are. We're just going to leave you with these. Enjoy. Who that? I'm going to start with Carr because I think the whole team, it, it all hinges on his performance with us, how well we do this year. So I'm going to say he completes 70% of his passes this year, makes the Pro Bowl, and leads the league in completion percentage. Seven. If he completes 70, he will lead the league. But he could. He could. So that's, that's high. If these one. are slightly bold, that's, that's what I'm going with. I think I think I'm betting on him. Y'all all know I, I went on the, you know, on his bandwagon. I think he did it two during, years ago. During an episode, you went. Yeah. <laughs> Number two, I, I mentioned this earlier. I'm saying Mike Thomas plays 14 games and has 80 catches. How many yards? A thousand. Okay. Um, not not a banner year, not an offensive player of the year year, obviously, but 
he's back and he changes the way we operate on offense is is what I think is going to happen. Um, kind of a downsized version of his his glory years. That's Third an, one that's because I feel like I'm forced to make this claim. Carmichael Proust 2022 was a, <laughs> a fluke, and the Saints are a top 10 offense. Good Lord, year. I like hope it. you are right. I would never. I'm going to go ahead and say Juwan Johnson does have the Darren Waller like season. Okay, this is I like picture, one of the old. I picture uh, somewhere between 78 and 85 catches. It's like the He's old school going ESPN. over 1,000 yards. Put it on the board. He's going over 1,000 <laughs> yards, and he's going to have 10 touchdowns. All right, all right. I think he is pro bowler, and it gets, he's probably second team all pro, pending what Travis Kelsey does. Second, I'm going to go ahead and say, I'm going to go with Derek Carr, you know, just to piggyback off what Nick said. I think the offense goes as he goes, and I think he has a monster year. I'm not going to predict specific stats. What I am going to say is he's an absolutely he's a pro bowler. I'm going to say this guy is getting MVP votes at yeah. the end of the season. Yeah. You know, I'm picturing somewhere around 38 touchdown passes. Jeez. That's a lot. I'm going big. I like I'm going it. big. I like it. Look. This is this is supposed to be bold. If Carr's got thirty eight touchdown passes, he better be getting MVP votes. Exactly. So I'm going big okay. with that. Okay. I love it. Number three, I've gone back and forth. You know, I might give you a uh, a co number three here. Number one is Kamara bounces back big time, has twelve touchdowns overall, not just rushing, rushing, receiving. Kamara bounces back even with the three game suspension. Yeah, he's going to have yeah. twelve plus touchdowns. And I think my guy, Cam Jordan, he is going to hit career high in sacks. Woo! Career high. Gonna, Come on now, Cam. 16 sacks. I'm going to say I'm gonna say he gets 15 sacks. Okay. And a half. I Fuck have. it. We're going to go and say he gets he sets 16. It. You're going 16. I'm going 16. I feel like the offense is going to perform so well. A lot of chances. Under Derek Carr that the, the defense is going to be in attack mode late in the season. Is going to be able to get pressure? I want to pick. You mentioned Mike. Mike Thomas having 80 catches. Oh, I'm putting him back in the hundred club. Oh Whoa. God! And uh, I think hundred catches for what? Hundred for what? I don't I, look. It's just the catch. It, the take is the catch number. Okay. Okay. Because so hundred for eight hundred. I still think the the that'd be fine. I'd be fine with that. Actually. <laughs> it could be. It could be. But I still think the yardage leader is Olave. But I think Mike Thomas goes back to that hundred catch club. And okay, the second one is Jimmy. Hemi Graham Calm down. will have nine touchdowns. Nine. We all love the number nine. That is more, to me, that's more feasible than your uh, Michael Thomas. He's going to have, he, he's, the one y'all are going to fucking gnarly. hate is that I'm not down. Kane Ellis, defensive player of the year. In <laughs> I'm not down on Marcus May. I'm not. I think he stays healthy this year. I don't know when his, his suspension is going to hit. But if you look historically at the same strong safety position, yes, Honey Badger had 91 tackles as free safety. But I think Marcus May finishes the year. I'm not going to say the leading tackler because we still have DeMario and Warner on the team. But Marcus May will finish in top three in tackles if he plays 16 or 17 games. If he does not, because of the suspension, he will finish top three in average tackles per game played. So let me say this. i got to be honest with you, I'm kind of disappointed. I mean, expected I expected a lot better than Marcus May 
I, I tried I, to go with him first, man. It's also incorrect. <laughs> I'm disappointed. I, I tried to go with him first. No, I mean, I, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. I we feel all like talked about him, but I mean... I walked out of the theater, and I'm kind of like, why did I pay tickets for that movie? Well, that's the true works of art. I'm not dogging eh, him. You know. I just don't eh. think he's that impactful of a player after the injury. I think that's a reach. I want you to listen to this after in the, the offseason and bring something better next year. Oh. You, you let oh, me down. I'm disappointed in you. I'm sorry. I'm disappointed. Look, you know that's leading. not a hot take. That's that's a, that's a loop. Let me ask you this. Fine, fine. Corey, tackle. if Marcus May is our third leading tackler, who cares? how good of a defense do we have? No one knows. Great. You want your safety tag leading your team in taxes? Yeah, Let's you don't. Look. You don't want him to be that not leading, high up. but you want third. I mean, if you look Why back you to his third? jets, that means if he's playing at the line a lot, the yes, I agree. Because your your linebackers are stuffing it at five and below. And that's why your linebackers are your leading tackle. I'm disappointed. Let's move on All to right, the next go. I'm going to bump it a game. I, I, I came in at 11 when we went game by game. Uh, for no reason whatsoever, I feel a little bit better. And I think we go 12-5. and five. I think we're the three seed. We win our first playoff game. And then we would need some luck after that. Okay, so, what you got? Yeah, our schedule breakdown had 13 and 4. Uh, I don't think this is one of those, even though it's an extra game, I don't think this. I'm not ready to say it's a 13 win Saints team, so I'm going back, saying 12 and 5, like Nick. Um, the loss I added that I hated, hated to do, but I didn't see one anywhere else, is the Falcons in Atlanta off the bye week. Fuck but you, man. I hate, I hate to You're do off it. This pod. I didn't see any, but I think we get them in the end. The last game of the year. Okay, so you, I was wrong. You were thirteen and four, not fourteen and three. Yeah, and you're going back to twelve I, five. Okay. I'm going back twelve and five. But, but here's the: I, I we lose at Green Bay. I took, I put us at a win in Titans, and I put us back on the winning column for the for the uh, the Bears. But point is, look, twelve and five. I think we that wins us the division. Um, I just can't say yet that this is one of the teams that's like top one two seeds. I think we win a, we definitely win a playoff game. And honestly, it depends on the matchup. I think we, I think this team, it reminds me at minimum of the 2016. We make the NFC Championship. So, yeah, I like kind of where this team stands. I think minimum NFC Championship berth. Whoa. All right. Yeah. All right. So, keeping with the theme, I'm going to go 12 and 5. You know, I know the going game by game, I, my number was astronomically high, but I did <laughs> say at the end that we were going to go 11 and 6. I've amended this. We're going 12 and 5. Okay. We win our division. We have the number one seed because to me, the NFC is going to beat up on itself Holy this year. Oh, shit. There's going to be a lot of teams. Did you look at San Fran's schedule? This, so I'm going to say we're 12 and 5. Miraculously, we win a tiebreaker. To get the number one seed, uh, to me, there's going to be three a three way split. I was going to say it's going to be a three or four way tie. We're going to for the first time ever, we're going to win the fucking tiebreaker instead <laughs> of losing every tiebreaker like we always have. Got to win some NFC games. We win the fucking Super Bowl. Call Let's it right here. go! Woo! That's 27 years in a row. Max has picked the Saints to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, we had to have it. That's like 44, dude. Come on. <laughs> I like that we have levels. We all picked the same exact record. Nick's got us exiting. I got us going to the NFC Championship. Max, credit to you, my friend. 
Super Bowl. I will never wait, wait, wait. pause real quick. You're I will saying never Super not Bowl? pick us to win the Super Bowl. Okay, you're saying win the Super Bowl. Fuck it, we're winning. That's heavy. All right. No. This point, to Corey's point, there are so many similarities to the setup of this season to what it was in 2006 and 2009. Yeah, yeah. The 2006 team obviously could not seal the deal. The 2009 team did. But there were so many parallels, and it just it, it, it feels yeah. like this team is is not being hyped up at all. You know, like Corey said, team. You know, other people are, are hyping up the Falcons. Uh, so I I don't know the AFC team, but uh, yeah, fuck it, we'll say the Chiefs. Let's just go ahead and say the Saints are going to win the Super Bowl. 